Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Matt. Hey, what's up? Also, Connor's here, which is surprising because Doomsday Clock's this week. Oh, you guys didn't hear? Doomsday Clock got pushed. Then what the hell did I read? It <laughs> wasn't Doomsday Clock. Damn. Chill felt like Doomsday Clock. Uh, was it secret? Later. Was it secret an issue I read to in the Outlaws? Is that what happened? I just, I'm, I'm so deluded this week that I, I thought it was Doomsday Clock because look, I'm in a. Look, I'm just saying, if if Red Hood and the Outlaws read like that, you wouldn't need to pay me to read it. <laughs> Actually, uh, but still pay him to read it, guys. Still do it. Oh sure. Actually, one of our patrons, Tyler, the one who makes you read um, Brimstone, actually, uh, said that he wished that Robinson got a solo Jason book so that he could pay for you to read it. (laughs) You're not even the one that hates Jason because you weren't reading. Yeah, no, but that's how much I hate Jason. I gave up. I I, I was like, no, I'm not reading that. Which I think would be really funny just because it would mean he's been paid to read two Jason books and there's a a humour in that that I, I think is delightful. Uh, but hey, we talk about DC Comics on this show, and coming up on this week's show, we have Doomsday Clock number six, we have Justice League Dark number one, we have Detective Comics nine eight five, Action Comics one thousand and one. Uh, I did check out Wonder Woman fifty one, so I'll have a brief words on that. Uh, we have the Flash number fifty one, and Matt shaking his head at me as if he just disapproves. He, he did that before the show when I mentioned it, and he, fe- not, he felt the I'm need to do it mad. again in the show. What? I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh anyway uh, Flash number 51 we got Terrifics number 6 we have Hal Jordan the Green Lantern Corps number 49 Mira Queen of Atlantis number 6 Aquaman 38 and The Silencer number 7 that is everything coming up there, on... there is a, a notable omission though that we should mention is there? that we we just decided not to do Teen Titans 20 oh because there was too many bloody books and we didn't like the special and, that much that was why yeah so we, we all decided well we did because I, I read it did you read it? Oh, I'll add gonna... it in. I'll add it in. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not going to talk about it. What? Why? That's fine. No, no, no. No one else is. I'm not. Let's move the show on. That's it. No, I want. No, Matt, see when we get to the end, I want 30 seconds of just impressions out here, right? That's fine. Right? 30 seconds is fine. You give me 30 seconds of was it good? Was it bad? What did you not like about it? Because I'm assuming you didn't like it, but you could do that later. On, on, on a scale of 1 to 10, how angry did it make you? Later. Right. I'll, I'll give you a preview of angry it's not so much anger so it's just uh, disappointment this is a preview. Uh, okay. yeah. so that's the books that are coming up so it was a big week for books for some reason DC are really bad right now at least for the books we read of like putting them all on week 4 when every other week could use a sprinkling of more books it's, it's a weird weird thing but that's what's especially happening especially week 3 week yep. 3 especially is quite quiet um, yeah. but and this is after the delayed like two books from this week yeah. yeah so you know that um summer special anthology was this week as well but obviously yeah, I didn't touch oh it. yeah no no chance whereas in the solicits there's a horror anthology book for october that's on a week five but there's only like three books and it's like yes perfect i'll happily read the anthology 100 pages after then not after the halloween anthology i read last year oh come on no, matt take, take a chance no. apparently in the uh, in in the the summer one that we just had and then there was a Francesco Martina story uh, that was pretty good. 
Yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, so we have such a big show. I'm, I'm going to cut the small talk here, as, as, as fun as it is, and just go straight into the news, because we have a little bit of news. Uh, we do have to quickly do the sales for, for June, um, and then we'll get swiftly on to the books. So that's what's happening on this week's show. Um, and you hear me click a lot, because I'm having to work with a much smaller window than normal. Bear with me, folks. Uh, all right. So first things first. First things first. Uh, very quickly, Justice League Odyssey has been delayed again. It had already been pushed from like week two of this month to the end of August. Now it's coming out the end of September. I, I did see uh, Williamson talking about this as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that they're changing core elements of the book. You know, we heard before there was some, you know, oh, like, uh, tra- like almost translation issues, things that got missed. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it seems to be that they're changing part of what the book is in concept. And uh, the the story that they're telling, and they want, and they were like, no, this is better. We want to do this, but obviously they just have to kind of basically start over. Oh god, I I hope it was this is better, and I hope it's not this is terrible. We have to fix it because if it's if it's this is terrible, we have to fix it. Then that makes me much more worried about the book overall because typically. Yeah, I wouldn't assume that. I don't know. I just they would never tell us that though. This, is, what, is what I'm saying. <laughs> this this is what I get for looking forward to things. Yeah, but it's it's Williamson, Sejic, right? So I wouldn't assume yeah. it was terrible. I'd assume that no, no. we've got something better. Yeah. But the fact that I wanted it so bad is why it's been pushed back so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. But here, but here. So but, that... I mean, if if it makes you feel any better, all the all the best books get pushed. Doomsday Clock, Mister Miracle. This better be of that quality. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. That's put a lot of pressure on Williamson right there. I'm not gonna lie. That's put a lot of pressure on the man. Uh, so other things that popped up in the solicits this week that uh, are worth noting here. Uh, we have essentially another annual, but it's not called an annual. It's called Batman Secret Fails Number One. It's more anthology style, but it's it's on a week five. It's essentially an annual, right? I mean, this is basically what it is. Uh, so it's written by Tom King, Jordi Belair, uh, Ram V. Cheryl uh, Lynn Eaton and Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor's got a story in there. That's 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 cool. He does, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, we've got art by Mikel Janin, uh, Jorge Fornes, Elena Casagrande, and Brad Walker, as among others that have not been announced yet. So, uh, so it's an anthology book, a lot of Batman, different people. So it's like I say, it's basically a, the week five. It's not an annual, but it's and fill in that slot. I like I like when they do secret files because like one of my favorite secret files was the Superman or Action Comics. And it kind of just filled in the the blanks from John's run, mm. and it was it was really cool. It, you know, they had different pages where like they broke down what was in the Fortress of Solitude or the different kinds of Kryptonite. So, and there's a bunch of anthology style stories. So yeah. if they can do something like that here too. I'm I'm always open to that. Yeah, so that's out on Halloween itself. Week five falls on a Halloween this year, so. Um, that's oh, a, Halloween's on a Wednesday. That's gonna suck for work. Yeah, a, 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 annual Damn. pricing, annual sizing, but you know, secret files number one. Um, and then the horror anthology I mentioned earlier is called Cursed Comics Calvacade Issue One, uh, with stories by James Tynion the Fourth, Becky Clunan, Brian Hill, Tim Seeley, Riley Rosmo, Gary Doberman, as well as others. And art by Mark Buckingham, Becky Clunan, Riley Rosmo, Ricardo Federici, and others. Uh, so yeah you, you're getting and in this future story I'll just read the description for this one because obviously this is not all Batman stories in this case horror death a face punching uh, witness the 10 all new stories uh, that promise to be the most terrifying most shocking and most horrific comics that DC Comics has ever published uh, hyperbole much at least it's self aware 
I'll give it that. Uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, Guy Gardner, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, and more of your favourite heroes uh, face unspeakable horrors from the streets of Gotham City to the uh, darkest sectors of the universe. That, if I, let's be honest here, that was a pretty Matt, Matt list of characters in a lot of ways there. I'm well, so angry right right Zatanna, Swamp Thing, Guy Gardner. Yeah. Yeah, and sure, and Wonder Woman, I'd say. I mean, maybe Batman. Yeah, I, I, honestly, there was there was a, a whole list of characters. I was just trying to remember who it was. Yeah, yeah but Guy Gardner. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't help myself. Yep, yep. I gotta uh, stop liking things. I gotta go back to not liking things. <laughs> so that's eighty pages, ten dollars, just kind of like the other big, uh, you know, books of this type. Uh, so again, but it's, it's on a. Oh wait, no, that's not on a good week. Why is it on that week? Don't tell me that's on no, a week that... four. That's a week five because it's uh, Halloween's the last day of October. So no, it's gotta be a week five. No, the solicitor says the tenth. I assumed this was week oh. five. Why is it on the tenth? That's stupid. Well then it's then it's not on Halloween, so they need to fix that. Yeah. And put uh, it on Halloween. I'll tell you this, regardless of what week it's coming out, we'll be talking about it on week five. <laughs> Cause that'll be when there's no, a nice slot for it. I yeah. think that's fair. So yeah, um, so other notable solicits uh, this this uh, this time. Um, it's worth mentioning Nightwing Fifty, of course, is going to be a big anniversary issue. Um, and why did I put this down specifically? It starts off a big story. Um, Nightwing issue fifty, big issue fifty, is an epic four-part story that brings together critical moments of fear and doubt from the past and the present. A young Dick Grayson hopes to escape the shadow of the bat and earn the title of Nightwing, while an older Dick Grayson must deal with a blow that he did not see coming. A common enemy unites the timelines, the Scarecrow, as you've never seen him before. The story goes deep into the mythology of the evil and nightmarish uh, development of Doctor Jonathan Crane. Uh, so that's interesting. Is that they're doing like yeah. Percy's done like a past and present Dick story with Scarecrow? Yeah, I think there's like three books with Scarecrow in it in October. Is there? That makes sense. Makes October. Sense. Yeah, Scare yeah, time. It does make sense. <laughs> Just, yeah. Like, here you go. All at once. Scare time. Um, yeah, it's about to mention as well is that Nightwing's mentioned in the Batman solicit. Apparently he's injured in the Batman solicit and then he's not looking so hot in the Titan solicit. So Dick Grayson's having a rough month in terms of, you know, dark stories that are coming to get him. They better, they better, protect, they better protect Dick. This is what Guard happens when Didio gets back in charge. Protect, yep. protect Dick at all costs, people. Seriously. Yeah. Guard, guard that Dick. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, Green Arrow number forty-five is worth mentioning as a tie-in to Heroes in Crisis. Uh, hence why it's uh, worth. I won't, I won't read the whole thing, but I just mentioned it's going to tie into Heroes in Crisis. Um, so I thought that was worth worth mentioning. Um, and then it's also worth mentioning Aquaman forty-one is going to actually tie into the next Justice League story called Drowned Earth and it actually starts there and then goes in well it's the road to Drowned Earth and then the road to Drowned Earth also goes into the Justice League issues of that month so yeah. the actual Drowned and, uh, Earth main part's not coming until Justice League after that but yeah yeah and, and they did say that Drowned Earth story sets up the, the Kelly Sue DeConnick run for Aquaman oh that's cool yeah that's cool so it all all kind of flow in in theory yeah uh, I'm awesome. really excited for Aquaman right now. Hmm. Like they got some crossovers coming in. I'm like, yeah, I know people have some issues with that because they don't like when when books randomly cross over. But if we can put more of a spotlight on that character because it's been so good, you know, then I'm cool with that. Yeah, and then last thing from the solicits that I. F- stuck out to me is just the annuals that we're getting in October. We're getting two. Uh, we're getting a sideways annual and a terrific annual. So. Uh, that's the ones that are coming in October. 
So, do you, do you happen to have who's on art for those? Given that they were the you know the, the art line. I'm I intrigued. do not. No, I, I didn't copy down the whole sources for those. I just I just wrote down sideways and terrific for getting annuals. Disgraceful. I know. What would you want from me? What do you want from me? Right, a little bit shoddy, I'll oh. admit, but that's that's what you're getting. Yeah. That's what you're getting. Um, okay, so just quickly there, before we move on to books, I will give you some uh, uh, some sales figures, just the details here, because uh, I know you like the sales figures. So for June, what do you think was number I'd one like for June? More on a quieter week. I am, I am it, I am it, which is why I'll keep this quick. I'll just make you guess number one because number one's fun. I can't remember what happened in June. You're the worst. He's holding up booze as he says that. No wonder. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I am very tired, and. June was a long time ago now. And alcohol is a sedative, so you're not helping yourself. Well, I've got caffeine next to me as well. That's not good for yeah, your heart. God. I'm pretty sure that's bad for your heart. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, fine. but... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a healthy this... young man. Uh, well. Shut up. <laughs> you know, if people just played my sales game, it would go much quicker and we'd get through it really, really sharpish. I thought we played three truths and a lie, and Connor's lie was he's a health, <laughs> healthy young man. <laughs> Two of those are lies. You can take your guesses as to which two are. Uh, so, Matt, what did you think was number one in June? Number one in June. Um, was there a new... No, there, was a there ba- a new Spider-Man? A Batman wedding. That was June, wasn't it? Yeah. Batman 15. No, it wasn't. That was July 4th. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, all right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, there was no new Spider-Man in June? Um, no. Not yet, no. Because Spider-Man's a big seller. I know that. Right, God. Okay, I'll uh, give you a hint. It's a DC book. Just Yes, Justice you go. League. Justice League number one with two two hundred thousand. Not bad. Um, Not too shabby. See, see, this is the problem. I'm already seeing Snyder talk about issue five on Twitter. So <laughs> one doesn't feel like it was only issue new. five. I saw Snyder tweet tweet, tweet Manipol art from issue ten earlier today. Oh. <laughs> okay, well I haven't seen Twitter today. Because <laughs> if you did, uh, me and Connor wouldn't have shut up about it by yeah. now. Um, all right, number number two was uh, Magic Order, uh, issue one with one five seven thousand. Number three yeah. was Tony Stark Iron Man with one hundred thirty five thousand. Number four was Amazing Spider Man eight hundred one with one hundred twenty two thousand. Number five was Batman forty nine with one hundred twenty one thousand. And then the next one was also Batman with uh, one hundred twelve thousand. Obviously, that was just the next issue forty eight. Actually, that's interesting. Forty nine went up, so obviously it was it was ramping up to the wedding. They were ramping up the way. Right. Which is cool, I guess. Which is cool. Uh, number seven was Deadpool number one with 105,000. Number eight was Thor number one with 102,000. Number nine was X-Men Gold 30 with 88,000. And number 10 was Justice League number two with 86,000. Uh, so it's a big drop off from issue one, but issue one, of course, has a lot of incentives and stuff. Um, 88,000 for issue two is not too bad. I am surprised it dropped below the hundred though for Justice League uh, with Snyder with that mm. you know, team on it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I thought I thought it was worth just at least quickly going through the uh, the the top ten there uh, before we get into the books. Uh, so without further ado, though, I will I will shall not delay any further because we do have a lot of books to get through, uh, and we're starting off with a biggie. We're starting off with um, Doomsday Clock number six. Jeff John's writing Gary Frank on art and he, he, he promised at Comic Con we were getting the origin of uh, Maimon Marionette uh, in issue 6 and I was, I was actually sure at the time when he said that I was like, oh does that mean the entire issue is focusing on that or does it just mean it's you know, part of that issue 
Um, and it does kind of all focus on that, although it does have present day stuff as well. It's kind of like we're focusing on them and it's flashing back to their origin as we're going through. And it's them interacting with the Joker and how how delightful that uh, entire situation becomes. Um, I suppose first things first, did, did we like the issue? Yeah. <laughs> nah. Oh no, Matt's 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 feeling down. Oh, no, oh dear. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still competently written, and the art is fantastic. But this wasn't the story I was uh, I was wanting. Like, my marionette are cool, I guess. But like, I don't. What 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 he's saying is we got that Superman tease at the end of issue one, and then nothing since, and he's waiting for it. Well, well, it's not even that. Like, I know we were getting the the JSA stuff later. Because of the the cover with the lantern and, and you know, but like the mime and marionette stuff is the stuff I'm enjoying the the least. Cause like yeah, it's fine, but I don't know how it's really fitting in to the overall story. You I, know, I I enjoyed this a lot more than I did the the Rorschach origin issue. I agree with that. See, I like that a lot. Um, I like, See, I like that one more. That was the that was with the with the moth guy, right? Yeah. To the flame. Yeah, but th- this just feels like more relevant because even though even though there are like heavy flashbacks to the origin, there's still a lot of present day stuff with Joker and all the other villains, and, and I, you know I, a bit more about the Superman theory. I feel like it's it's actually advanced. Yeah, and I will say this. Is. I will say this. Um, Joker being almost shocked that he's met someone who's just as crazy as he is is kind of a delightful revelation to watch. Where he, you know, he's doing his Let's Joker see. thing, he's doing his Joker thing, and he's threatening them. And he's like, "Oh, you're getting a tattoo next," and then they just turn around and kill half his henchmen in a very violent scene, might I add? We've got heads being ripped off, mm-hmm. we got eyes being poked out. Not to mention the flashback where she like strangles the the cop with the the, the wire, yeah. uh, and she's literally just dangling her entire like kid body off the back of the guy's neck. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's all super dark in places, and I, I, I think it's kind of fascinating seeing like Joker be like man okay i kind of like you guys all right okay um yeah i also i don't like john's joker that much which now worries me for the three jokers so that's always a fun feeling well yeah you're you're the biggest john's fan here probably and we like john's a lot this is this is where this is why i'm having such problems with this one because i didn't love this issue and i've loved every other you know one through five uh this one is just okay I, I agree with the the Joker thing. I said this when we got him. Was it last issue we showed up at the end, or was it the one? Before? Yeah, I'm not sure if we it was that. last. Uh, it was last yeah. issue. And and I mentioned this is not my favorite take on the Joker. This one. That oh, we that's got. fair. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think he's poorly written. It's just it's not it's not the Joker yeah. I like to read. No, and that's that's it. He's he's kind of all over the place because I like when someone writes Joker with a voice in mind. Sometimes it's the Heath Ledger kind of gravelly, creepy mm. Joker. And other times it's the Hamill big over the top. And I feel like Johns tries to do both, and it's not... At least for me, he doesn't pull off either particularly well. I, I will say, in relation to the three Jokers, I imagine they're all going to have to feel distinct. So yeah, it might settle in a bit better in that. Yeah, I, I think... well, he's also We're also getting Bruce and Babs and, and Jason. But, you know... I think uh, for, for, for yeah. me, this is less about... Like his his Joker is just a specific type of Joker, so like kind of Connor said, it's more just this doesn't feel like alien to the Joker. I mean, it feels like no, this is like one of the classic interpretations of the Joker, and you may not like that version of the Joker. You may prefer the other yeah, types. Well, and I mean, well, that's what it is. That's why I said it's competently written. It's not bad. I just because I wouldn't I, I, I like it. I wouldn't say this one's my favorite either. 
but I, th- I still think it's a solid enough Joker. There's still like elements in there for me to like, and there's still like moments of that that dark glee that, that I get from him that I that I get into. Uh, I will agree that he's a bit, you know, um, inconsistent in in which Joker it is. There are points where he's, you know, like trying to be in charge and show off that he's got you know Batman, and then when when comedian shows up, he's kind of just grinning, and it's like, oh look, I see smoke, and it's it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think that plays to the erratic nature of the Joker, though, right? Oh, that sounds rationalizing to me. You know? Yeah, like, I, I mean, all the and, best and, Joker stories pick a type of Joker and, and go with he's, it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I agree with this because I feel like the Joker to me does change at the drop of a hat. That's part of what makes the Joker interesting is the extreme like shifts in mood just based on something you can't predict as someone else in the room. I know that never stuck out to me as as a shift. It, to me, that just felt like Joker. Fair enough. Because I, I feel like, um, like you know, part of that danger you you don't know if he's going to like kill you in two seconds or or embrace you. Like when when you say something and there's that pause before he reacts to it, is he going to be like what you just said and and laugh at it? Or and sometimes he will act like he hates it and then just oh I'm just kidding and then he'll do the, you know his, his thing because he's the Joker. Um, I, I did enjoy his um, basically just making fun of the the League of Supervillains or whatever they're calling them this week. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like that that meta narrative. Um, also, uh, the the new supervillain dude who gets well, I mean, I'm I'm sure because John's put it put him in there, he's not completely new. But the one Typhoon, whoever yeah, had, Typhoon, had it, like no, he's his he's death a was guy. yeah, his his death was brutal. uh pretty brutal as well. Yeah, there's a lot of brutal death yeah, in this well, issue. That's the other thing too with Johns. Johns doesn't necessarily write like this, and I feel like he's really going for the Watchmen vibe. Like, I don't want to say he's trying too hard, but it's really with with the language and like the the silhouette sex scene and and the violence is just I don't know. It doesn't feel like Johns to me, and maybe that's what he's going for. But I don't know. I'm very conflicted about this issue. I, I think looking at it as a Watchmen sequel, more so than anything else, um, yeah. that it, uh, that works for me. Oh yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. But again, uh, this I came in looking for what it means for the DC universe, not necessarily for more Watchmen. You know. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there, and that's why. That's why I'm. You know, this is what halfway through now. Yeah. yeah. So if this is the only time that I feel like this is at the halfway point, then cool. Because we all know that I'm coming back for that Green Lantern on the cover in seven. It's not like this was a deal breaker. <laughs> so, you know, if I have to deal with what I feel is a valley and the rest have been peaks, then, you know, so be it. So, but there's still a stuff. I like the Mr. Freeze stuff here. Oh, yeah, with the henchmen. You know, like, yeah. With the henchmen, they're all wearing parkas and they're kind of like, well, hey, if we go Joker, we don't got to wear these anymore. You know, kind of that vibe. And then all of the villains just kind of standing around, I thought was great. And you have Riddler and his Frank Gorshin, you know. I also. Costume. Yeah, I thought that was a little jarring. Yeah. So. Um, I actually. I, I, I really liked Riddler um, when Joker like, announces his entrance. He's like, no, this is my time. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, well, that I, I plays like that. in well with the. the jokes and riddles yeah, you know the like, idea they have a history they still yeah. Have this, yeah they have this kind of animosity between them still uh, and then I just like the rogues just showing up and acting as a unit like alright well we're used to working as a team you know so like 
If you guys yeah. want to go to Kandak with us, then which, come on. By the um, way, th th this scene here, I feel like, obviously there's a reference to Sanctuary, which is cool, and like, okay, yeah. right, so we're referencing Sanctuary, and someone's death there, pr probably some one of the, the, the victims in that book, because we know it starts with a yeah. murder. Um, but, I feel like there was a lot of other dialogue in this scene that was hinting at stories that maybe are coming up before we get to like, the end of Doomsday Clock oh. and the other books. Like, Me something time. about Wonder Woman being, like, kidnapped by amazons or and something about um what, what was that? one of the other things uh, but there was a few things where i was like oh the guy from the court always is like, oh yeah i'm back and i'm finally in power again i'm like okay that's like a story the... yeah uh -huh. sounds like a story we're um, gonna get <laughs> where's it at where's it at yeah there it is um i, I think that one's interesting because that could be um not necessarily a story we're gonna get before it catches up but afterwards yeah, more possibly. like you know no. I, I, you know, he, I finally returned to lead them, so that'll be. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get that ne next, almost. Right. Well, and it's interesting that Hector Hammond's there, right? After what's going on in Green Lantern Corps, oh, Helen Palace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to be better. Yeah, and then you have uh, Tattooed Man, who that's a villain I haven't thought about, and I can't tell you how long. So it's cool that we got all of these like low-key villains. It would make sense that some of these guys would come together for protection, you know. And they're hinting at what's going on with Kondok. I want more of that too. Cause... Mm, yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, we're Kondok. definitely building yeah. to that. Also, the fact that Riddler gets kneecapped as well. <laughs> like, Riddler's not, not in a good place after after this issue. Um, no. It's, 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 uh, it's interesting stuff. I, I, feel, I feel like there was just like, this rush of excitement of seeing all these villains interact. And like just how like someone like a comedian being inserted. Or even that maybe Marionette are like excited. Like look at all these super villains there's so many of them like compared to our world yep. like this is like a playground can yeah, we yeah those because comedian took them all out you know <laughs> probably like, yeah um, comedian never gave them a chance to, to get going and that's why I think Mime and Marionette stand out so much because they are really the first super villains that we've had from the Watchmen universe because in Watchmen the ones that we see are, they're kind of they're old and decrepit right I haven't read Watchmen up, yeah oh. Yeah, so the fact that these guys are still kind of operating, even though you know she broke him out, and I forget how she she factored in. Oh, did Nazi Mandius get her? Yeah, yeah, her, Rorschach really sent out for them. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so the, um, obviously, there's a point. There's they were in prison. They were they had been captured, and yeah. and you know the Watchmen universe yeah. before then. Yeah. So, but you because you have to assume that's because comedians not operating anymore. Yeah. Or somebody like because we get from the vibe that. You know, to talk about the origin real quick, her dad's the uh, like a, he makes marionettes, and there's one of of Night Owl, the original Night Owl, and one of the cops called him a snitch, and whatnot. So you get the feeling that in between Night Owl and, and when Watchmen takes place, that something changed in the public dynamic uh, on their world. Yeah, because so. this this would be set before Watchmen, right? Because because the Watchmen yeah. universe is set in ninety two when they came over. So I mean, this would be set well before right. Watchmen happened. Yeah, the main definitely. story, right? Um, so the fact that they're talking about Night Owl like that, you know, mm. and and the lack of superheroes is kind of the point of Watchmen itself. Um, yeah, set in eighty six, right? Yeah, and you get so, this, this this super dark story of like you know her father committing suicide because he, and you get these cops are really racist and like don't like immigrants and they're they're preying on them. Yep. Uh, you get a, the first sign of it's earlier on when they refer to uh, uh, you know mimes like you know it's, oh it's a funny way to spell maze you know their name, yeah. um, and it's it's a hint there. But then later on, of course, they fly out, grab her, they th threaten her, threaten her dad, um, and 
she wants to try and help him but he commits suicide uh, and this is what leads to them sort of fight because at first he kind of sticks up for her with the bullies but then he ends up coming in when they're, yep. they're fighting off the cops and they manage to kill both the cops and that's kind of yeah. like we get like a montage of like okay here's them growing up uh, to kind of bring us up to present day you you think we're ever going to get to see how they got their powers like because she has that invisible string right because that's what she's using to lop heads off and then he has the you know all the invisible is, is like, hers invisible tools. I just thought it was really thin sharp yeah. wire I'm not oh, sure he, I'm... I thought it was like a yeah, I'm not sure he right. even has powers. I'm, I'm wondering if it's just like guns that are invisible. Like it's, it's literally just tech, or the guns themselves are I, magic or whatever. But yeah, so that's he's what not, I mean. Do you think yeah. we'll, we'll, you think we'll get where they got those from, or do you think John's just gonna leave that as, as something for us to fill in on our own? You know, um, because this would have been kind of the time to do it, right? Like, like they don't have to get the full origin, but. I'm just kind of curious. Someone that, that wants to know all these things. I wonder if that specifically will be relevant later on, and that's when we'll yeah we'll get that detail specifically okay. with the invisible guns. But I do I do like their dynamic. Like you get from the the thing that they they're more than just boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband and wife. Like they are they've been a family since day one. Yeah, they take care of each other. Yeah, and and I do like that because yeah, they can be these terrible people that murder and and do stuff, but they still still do care about one another and you kind of kind of always want to see that in Joker and Harley but Joker's been written as such a madman most of the time that it's hard to accept that so I, I do like that here that you know they, they are looking for their kid they're not just on a crime spree it's a very no, it, different it relationship it is a bit more what you know what the the public thinks that, that Joker and Harley are you know when people yeah. like say that oh yeah that's like the the relationship in DC comics that they like, you know, the oh, idiots, no. right? It's super abusive yeah, and but... one-sided, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think this is the relationship that, that those people think that it is. Which yeah. is probably the point, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, that was probably the, the concept, is like, let's take that Joker-Harley relationship and what people think of it and actually do that version because Watchmen, if nothing yeah. else, has always been a commentary on superheroes and supervillains and yeah. so why not? So you get, you get these characters who do actually relate because near the end when, when he jumps in to draw the fire of the comedian to protect her, she gets pissed at him like, no, you don't dare put yourself in harm's way. You know, you don't yeah. dare do that. Well, like, that's it. Also, you get the vibe that she kind of looks up to the comedian, right? Because when, when she's talking about him when she's a kid and the dad's like, oh, you know, don't, don't pay any attention to that. Right? Or am I just remembering that wrong? Let me go find that page. Uh, no, there was something she says like that, little yeah. girls. Yeah. And so, like, what if they were actually heroes at one point? You know? And they did something that crossed the line and then it just turned them into villains. Oh, I think that's so what that, that could be something. I think that's the cop moment, you know? Matt. I think that's the moment where they, because yeah. they, they go full on killing there, I think that's where they have that dark path set out for them because it comes it becomes revenge it becomes this stark we'll rely on each other and not yeah, trust anyone but, else kind of thing but remember well yeah and that's that's fine but i can see like what if they did try to make a difference because of, of the cops hmm. like they can't trust the cops so they go on and they're almost these vigilante heroes that are the inverse of, of the watchman universe right because watchman's always been shades of gray so if she grew up thinking of a comedian as this big grand hero and he does all the dirty work. I just think that would be interesting. Yeah. No, you, you may if be, we get that kind of. You may be right. I, I want to mention there at one point actually there's a transition between her as a kid to her, her as an adult, where she's making a face yeah. 
and it's the exact same face she's making as an adult and it's this perfect transition between the two yeah it's yeah. it's it's really early on isn't it it's the page where it's got uh it's got the the, the marionette doll yeah uh, and it keeps going between her as a kid and the marionette doll and then the final one is just her as an adult but in the you know mm-hmm. in the makeup as, as marionette is that the one I'm thinking yeah. of? Because I remember that page, but there's one I think later on where it's more of like a a sneer on her face, and she's making the exact same uh, maybe, facial maybe expression. Maybe later as well, then yeah. Yeah, it's the exact same facial expression. I remember just really appreciating it because I felt like it was, um, um, yeah, it's in a page where the cops are in and they're just taking the leprechaun, and it's the bottom of that page right. where kids marionette and then adult marionette are making the exact same expression, and it's really well done because she looks really young in the other one. And she looks older. Oh, than I see. It, yeah. yeah, I thought it was a really yeah. well done transition. As I say, I, uh, I found yeah. the page that Matt was talking about with the comedian. Oh, go on. It's actually, yeah. um, it's actually mime that that idolizes him. Uh, you know, she said, okay. you, "You keep drawing it. You draw, uh, you draw him all in school." I think it is. And, okay. uh, I wonder if part of that is, is not you know respect, but more worship. Here, you know, he's the one who just goes and kills, right? Yeah, he's maybe. The one right. Gets, gets stuff done. Right. So, yeah, but no. Yeah, the art. Also, there's that pose with we see the marionette, we see her, and then we see the doll, and they're in the same exact pose when yeah. you're in the page. It yeah. almost works like a dissolve in editing where it becomes that such a cool. But yeah, the art again, it's always, it's always fantastic. It's Gary Frank. Oh, it's fantastic. So, I mean, I feel like because we've praised it so early on in the the, the on the series that yeah. at this point it's like okay, if there's specific moments, we'll bring them up. But otherwise, no, it's just yeah. fantastic because it's been fantastic mm-hmm. since we started. I, I think something that I, I will say I really liked in the layouts towards the end is we, it's just after the 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 hanging. There's a lot like you know like three pages or four pages of the nine panel grid, and then it cuts to a sixteen panel, as and it you know and it just it, the pace quickens before that final page mm-hmm. with, with the comedian. Yeah. And uh, I thought yeah. that was a, a really effective uh, usage of the, the panels there. Yeah, everything's kind of, <laughs> you know, speeding up, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it, just, it just gets quicker just before the end. It's accelerating. Yeah. No, that's cool. So, so I said I had issues with the Joker, but flipping through this again, I just realized that when he shocks the comedian, he's making the shocking sound <laughs> Yeah. on that last page. Uh, and the face that he's making, I just, it. well, the first time I read it, it didn't click. It just so it's one of them over is what he's saying. He's in love with the issue now. He's 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 also you know, that one little one. Yeah. You know, but just that and he's got his hands up and it's very Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's you know? it's like, worth mentioning uh, the the because we end here. Joker's still got Batman tied to it. We've mentioned that he's got, and actually, I love that meta joke as well. When someone says, "Okay, Joker, who's who?" You got dressed up as Batman. He's like, "What do you mean?" It's like, Batman, it's too fit. Yeah. Yeah. How many times? Yeah. How many times have you done this? He's like, "Okay, a few." To be fair, but it's actually yeah. Batman. <laughs> I mean, which Arkham guard is at this time? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love yeah. that it's Two Face too. That, that's saying this, like he's yeah. had enough of Joker stuff. You know, he just wants to, you know, do, you know, double gimmicks. He doesn't have time to to find out who this new Batman I've is. A, I've had enough of your shit clone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Let so- me go back to making gigantic pennies. So we yeah. end the issue. Uh, they, they've had this steamy sex scene, and comedian catches up to him. He's a, he's going to kill one of them because he only needs one of them. He wants to find Ozymandias, and Joker's as Matt pointed out, shocks him from behind while making the noise, and he's like, and then that's when they like are standing there saying, "Hey, I bet the comedian could tell us where Doctor Manhattan is because they want to find Manhattan," and. 
Joker's like, oh, who's Manhattan? And that's quite an interesting idea, is that what's Joker going to find out about this world? And is he going to like the sound of this? Does he want to meet Manhattan? Obviously, there's a joke about him needing yeah. a dentist, but, like, it's amusing. Um, and, yeah, he's like, yeah, it hurts when I smile, which is, again, it's a very on-the-nose Joker thing to say. And, but... and, and he takes the he takes the pin. The, the, the pin, yeah. yeah. No, it's... Uh, no, I, I, no, I was really into this shoot. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favourite. I feel like... I feel like the ones that are really focused tend not to be my... Which is weird, because I feel like with TV shows, the ones that are really focused are my favourite. I feel like with this mm-hmm. series, because I'm so into everything that's going on, I'm almost like, no, yeah. I, want, I want some of the, 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 the GSA stuff. You want, I want you want some of the... everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this was really well done. I liked how it flipped between them. I thought the flashback was pretty, like, enthralling, and then the Joker stuff was a lot of fun, especially the idea of Joker meeting someone who was just as crazy as him, and he's like, you know, it's that, like, maybe there's been people who are close to as crazy as him, but this is like a new level, this is like, huh. Especially when he accidentally shoots yeah. his own guard. He's, you know, he shoots, he's like, oh, well, I can't let this happen, and he just shoots his own guy in the head, he's like, well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Joker. Love that Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, um, I didn't get a chance to uh, read through the the back matter, but I don't know if you guys wanted to oh. to mention it. Yeah, Connor, did you? Uh, yeah, I had a, I had to skim through them. Um, yeah, it it was basically, if I recall, just uh, it's one of the files from uh, about Typhoon. Uh, his his yeah. out. Um, is it, what what was the, the? Is it's not Project Superman? Is it was it the actual? No, but it, it's it's akin to Project Superman. So they mm. they gave him powers to have him infiltrate the super community and they they've used him numerous times and they were going to send him to Kondok to to see what's going on with Black Adam and because he got killed here and because it's so top secret the government's denying him any benefits to his kids because no, like, no, no. If I recall, they're still paying the the paying the kids, but they won't give him the funeral and they won't absolve right. him and, and come out and say that he was a hero and right. he's working for them. Uh, his right, his, right, his right, reputation right. is still left. Yeah, right. And it's, that's what that's what I got mixed up was his partner's like, well, no, he deserves a full military funeral yeah. for his service because he was in the the navy or the marines and uh, elected to go through this, almost kind of like a deathstroke kind of thing. Like you yeah. go through this product to become a better soldier. Uh, and because it changes them so much, they turn them into. I think super what's what's interesting to me is, uh, th- this is a file from the Department of Metahuman Affairs. Yeah. This does seem to confirm, you know, the theory that that he was created because that was one of the arguments. Is you know yep. he was outed as oh no no he was created he's working for the government and yep. and he was he was denying it. We got it in this issue at the at the the big meetup mm-hmm. where he was denying that that yep. whole thing. And this seems to confirm it. I mean, I guess you could argue he- that. Like everyone's like having like false like documentation to try and say they were, and that's the whole conspiracy. Yeah. So, it could be, yeah. so is this the real documentation or is this the doctored stuff? That's I guess what I'd say. I, I, right. I mean, it's hard to because this is I... labeled as confidential. It's just an in de- interdepartmental yeah. file. It's not going public. That's fair. No, and it's from the yeah, and the the partner writes on it, so you have to assume this is real. Also, what what is uh, from Supergirl? That was um, Director Bones. What was that division? D- DEO. CEO. Okay, so it's not. So Department of Metahuman Affairs is pretty pretty new. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be the DNA. Okay. I'm just trying to keep them all straight because DC yeah. starting to go wacky with them all. Yeah, got a lot of acronyms so, to keep, keep, keep track of. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I suppose we'll we'll rate Doomsday Clock issue six out of ten. Uh, Connor, what are you giving it? Um, eight point five. Not the best issue, but expertly told. Matt. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with an eight. So while that seems like I didn't like, I mean, eight's so high, 
and it seems like I didn't like it, it's still well crafted. Yeah, I was going to say for the for the amount of like like negativity at the first half of this this discussion, that eight yeah. was not what I was expecting. Um, yeah, eight point five. I'll agree with eight point five. Uh, really solid. Um, really good stuff. But not um, definitely a couple of other issues that are my favourites uh, over this one so far. But yeah, we're halfway Thank through. You. you know, pointing that out, like we're. we're I know. Halfway through Doomsday Clock. Yeah, oh. we'll we'll finish it in another year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the that's actually accurate. I was going to say no, what you're talking about, but I'm thinking about it and. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if they do manage to speed up, like they said they were going to try to, then then great. But how? I mean. This is unlikely to actually happen, but how great would it be since we got the first three three months in a row? How great would it be if they said, "No, nah, ten, eleven, twelve are coming out back to back, no gaps in That'd between those." I'm just, I'm, I'm expecting if, if anything it to be even even further delayed rather than fail. <laughs> well, if if that's the case, then that means Gary Frank is an actual machine, and like, there's there's no way. Do you know what? It doesn't happen. I used to have hope that they were working kind of ahead, but and they delayed things so they wouldn't fall behind. But I remember a while ago, I think it was the last issue, he tweeted like, "Oh, I just finished the last panel of issue five. I'm gonna have a drink to celebrate." I'm like, "What? That's out in like two weeks. No, <laughs> be ahead, you <laughs> yeah, bastard." I want them to be ahead too, but I also don't want to sacrifice quality. Oh sure, of course. I think course. he was ahead to start with. That's how we got yeah. three in a row. Yes, because yes. Because he yeah. got ahead first, but then yeah. it caught up. All right. I wonder if he had started earlier and not did all of those action comics <laughs> covers there that I is, loved. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that'll take us on as Connor's finishing his quick snack. If you're watching the video version, he's he's, he's munching away. Uh, we're going to talk about Justice League Dark issue one. James Tenney in the fourth uh, writing of Alvaro Martinez on the art. Uh, so obviously this is the, the the big number one that we're getting on time Justice League Odyssey coming much later mm-hmm. and this is uh, of course the, the, the magic side of the DCU led by Wonder Woman, this is very much the okay who's on the team I mean the team's not really formed quite by the end necessarily but obviously we're closer to it no. by the end um, you see most it's of the roll call yeah it's a roll yeah. call there you go um, and basically the gist of this issue is that magic is messed up ever since no justice ever since the the the, the tree of wonder specifically um is causing chaos with the magic world and magic's not working zatanna's trying to do a magic show and she ends up kill- ne- nearly killing the audience with tentacles coming out of the hat instead of the bunny <laughs> well the bunny comes out half the bunny dead. Comes out dead yes comes out soak- dripping blood yeah. um and then it's like okay wonder woman tries to recruit her zatanna says no i'm not just sleeger deal with it and she goes to a meeting my thing. with all the all the magic-y villainy people um, Constantine's there for a bit uh, does Constantine things easily the worst part of the issue and piss off <laughs> no I agree oh yes Matt yes I'm not no, a... no. there's I nothing have... wrong with it you know how you know how Pete feels about Guy that's how I feel about Constantine <laughs> he's not even wearing his trench coat this time he's, he's, he's I... suave He's in, a, he's, in a, he's in a nice jacket and shirt. If I had a dope trench coat like Constantine, yeah, I would never stop wearing it. So that's <laughs> bad that he's... Yeah, for some reason he stopped being Spike this issue and started being Angel instead. I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> that was a reference to the hit television show, reference... Buff of the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. You almost had uh, me there. I, I was trying to throw the alley-oop and you just took it and go, no, I can do it myself. <laughs> I think there's a slight delay because he, he does not need help yeah. getting that reference. I think there's a slight delay between us because when I when I started that you hadn't started speaking yet, so I thought I was just in there, you know, 
clear. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so and then we see Wonder Woman's at the Oblivion Bar with with uh, Bobo, Detective Chimp, and just sort of yep. airing her woes. Proprietor now. Yeah. Um, and Tracy Thirteen is there just to basically give him a rough time. And what, what's, what's his new title? I've forgotten now. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> let me get to that page Which, then. I suppose he calls that. him uh, Night Nightmaster. 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 Yeah. And the the figures expecting them weren't expecting a, a a chimp and were upset by that revelation. Uh, but mm-hmm. and then we see that Wonder Woman's already got uh, Kirk Langstrom uh, Man Bat. Uh, working under the Hall of Justice on on all these weird dead bodies, which, by the way, so Connor knows this especially. You know this to a point, to a point, Matt. I'm not a big magic guy, typically, right? No. But when it can kind of work for me is when it veers into horror, because that's when I like the 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 unknown right. mystery of it, right? And I have to admit, the first mm-hmm. half of this issue, I wasn't feeling as much. Because it was oh, magic's acting right. wonky, and Constantine's there because magic's uh, broken. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's when she walks into that room. I mean, I like I like Man Bat. Don't get me wrong, Man Bat with his like bat head in the lab coat is and working for me. I love me. how excited he is. Oh, he's so excited. Yeah. Um, and I love how Chimp's there for the audience to be like, "Wait, he's a Batman villain. Why is he here?" Just uh, just to give you that that connection. And, wh- and why does he just have a bat head? What is wrong? What has gone wrong with him? New serum. Yeah. He he wants to keep his batness, but he wants to have his uh, all his mind there to do his work which i don't i don't understand but you know what kirk do what you need to do man it looks like, cool that's the it's comic books matt it's just that's the reason i just he, he looks so i don't know you know when, when he first pops in and he's like oh you found another member he's so excited and the bat head yeah. really shows that off do, do you know what he looks like actually he looks like the henchman from basil great mouse detective if you remember ratkin played by vincent price yeah his henchman is the the bat with the peg leg that's what he looks yeah. like there it's you go. You like him, isn't it? <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe no, I'm just getting chilled memories. He, as much as I enjoy Zatanna in Wonder Woman, I think Langstrom was my favorite part of the book, just because I of, agree. Like Pete said, the the enthusiasm and how he's like, nah, science always has the answer. He's a bat in a lab coat, you know, because he's what's not to love. <laughs> he's the guy. Yeah, he's the guy that became half man, half bat because of science. No magic there. So, which I actually oh, kind of. My, my, I mean, my, my favorite part is definitely the Magic Council, but you know, whatever. Ah, uh, but you, yeah, but, but <laughs> you know those characters. I don't, I don't care. Like I saw Felix Faust, and I was like, all right, whatever. Where's yeah, Cla- Neron? Clarion was there. Obviously, Swamp Thing popped up, and Zatanna goes to see Swamp Thing about why he was spying on the meeting. Alan, you mean? Uh, um, God damn it! I just ruined my own joke. <laughs> you mean Alan Moore? In plant form. Yes. All oh, right. Like okay. Alan Moore, I like. I know he was based on Zach Wild, yeah. but he looks like Alan Moore. So was that an original like Vertigo something thing? He's based off of Zach Wild. No, no, or just this version. Just okay. this version. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. such an odd pull. Is is it because Zach Wild's such a comics fan? Come on, or... come on. Before we go any further, can I just ask who the hell is Zach Wild? He's a he's a guitarist. Okay. Uh, what's the band? Yeah. Black 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 
But no, that's they could say that it's Zach Wilde all they want, but that dude, that's that's Alan Moore. <laughs> it is Alan Moore, yeah. I mean, Alan Moore is basically a swamp also, thing in real life, so why the hell not? I mean, at this point, uh, swamp thing is not that grumpy. <laughs> Let's be fair. He's here. pretty. Gr- if you start also, picking, if you start like ruining flowers and shit, he'll get pretty grumpy. I think oh, yeah. Alan Moore does would the same. Just if you start picking flowers out because of the garden, swamp thing. Hey, hey, are you having fun? Stop it. Because swamp thing here, he 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 is not considered to be been on his on his lawn. He is the lawn. So he's very upset about it. <laughs> Get off of me. No, what you're saying, the equivalent here is going up to Alan Moore and just pulling out a hair from his beard. I, mean, I can't be done, admittedly, but it's we'll like trying. No, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the Mjolnir wouldn't do it, uh, Wolverine's Claws wouldn't do it, Superman's Heat Vision, whatever. None of them would do it. I'm, I'm just afraid, like, look, I don't believe in magic. I'm a lot like Langstrom. I believe in science. Like, I know science has the answers. But if I start messing with Alan Moore, I'm afraid I'd You're get hexed. hexed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Something. Like, that's... Yeah. Which actually... I, I, I just, I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my Dude... God. Oh, God. Where's Matt coming up with now? Alan Moore hexed Doomsday Clock. That's yeah. why it's been so delayed. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, you, you might be right. <laughs> Look, the point I was going to make... Is that I actually I what I like about this team actually looking at it as a whole, is that there's only actually one or two people who are straight up magic related. Like I like that there's a scientist. I like that Detective Chimp is just a detective. He's not magic based. He's not science based. He's just a he deduces. He's a detective. You know, Kirk's, something straddles that line. He straddles the lines. Yeah. Tanner's the full on magic person. Wonder Woman's kind of in you know feet in two worlds as well because of you know the mythology she's from. But yeah, they're all. She, I, I did like her speech about like no. Why why am I not allowed magic? Look at all this shit in my story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Well, it makes sense. You know. No, but I, I'm just saying. Um, I I love the idea that like it's a mix of different people from different backgrounds tackling this ma- one magic problem. Whereas typically, a Justice League Dark will be all the straight up magic characters for the most part, right? Yeah. So uh, I know Connor probably read it. Pete probably didn't. But did you guys read Demon Knights? During the new fifty two. Yes. It was along so Yeah, it was along the same lines where like they straddled that line of magic users, but it was also set during fantasy, so you could do it a little easier. Um but I, I'm getting Demonite vibe already. Yeah. That, that was a uh, Paul Cornell, wasn't it? Yep. Cornell started it and then I can't remember who finished it. No, I'm not um sure. that, that was a great full book. It was a lot a lot of fun. But you know, because they weren't it was like the Shadow Pack. I could never get into the Shadow Pack stuff because they were just outside of detective chimp they were all magicy people you know yeah. you, had, you had fate there you I li- had yeah i like the mix. wizard and all this stuff so anyway to swing this all the way back around to a point i was making earlier is that when they walk into that like you know the 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 morgue they've got the down there yeah. um and we see yep. the dead bodies that have been affected by magic they're like straight up like Lovecraftian, like cosmic horror-looking, like victims. Uh, the, even there's one later on when they all start reacting. One is a straight-up, uh, you know, uh, the mouth from Alien, the the Geiger, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, coming out the mouth. Well, I was also looking that some of them look also like the thing from you know Carpenter's version. Mm. So oh yeah, yeah sure, weird. absolutely. Tendrils, like if but the head just got up and started walking things. away. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the idea of the head, like if the idea of the head split and there's all this flesh between the two halves of the head. I'm pretty sure there's someone like that. That's very the thing. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Real quick, let's talk about Zatara and how um, how how Constantine accidentally lit him on fire during a seance. Yes, Connor, explain this uh, part. Accidentally. Yeah. Wait, what do you want me to say about it? Constantine just does shit, doesn't he? Yeah, well, like... <laughs> there's there's a reason they don't let him into their meetings anymore. But you, you would think he just wouldn't, like, cavalierly just show up to the daughter of the guy he set aflame... And be like, oh yeah, my bad. Sorry about your dad. You know, like, I don't know. He's yeah. He's uh, he's treating like mean, a whoopsie daisy. It's a whoopsie daisy to him. Yeah. I mean, anyways, I mean, he, he is aware he's though. He, he's aware he's being a dick. He says, you know, that was pretty insensitive of me. <laughs> so he 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 knows that that was a, a shitty thing. Nah, he's too smug about it. Um, yeah, but he has. He has a smirk on his face as he's saying he it. He does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go yeah, on, forgive me. Well, like... I'm too charming not to forgive, even though I killed your dad. Who's the world's greatest magician now? Not your dad, because he's on fire. That's what that smile says. Uh, <laughs> Matt is well versed in smile of Eden, so, apparently. <laughs> yeah, so... Also, there's a dragon skeleton, and if we don't get a big old dragon by the end of this, I'm going to be very upset this first arc because mm. that's that's Chekhov's dragon skeleton I mean actually right? correct me if I'm wrong but given that we're getting into this crossover in October I mean that's still technically part of this first arc right essentially this, this, this must be the prelude yeah. to that um, it yeah. depends if it's a shorter first arc than we're thinking I mean I guess, if it's only three issues I guess then fair enough but I'm thinking of the trade I though be, uh, no no I, I agree but a th a three issues plus you know that would be what five issues for that story it's and that not, makes sense. It, it's a slightly bigger trade than average, but you know that first flash trade was like nine. Yeah. Oh, mate, your mic's gone. That's what I was just gonna oh, say. Oh, mate, your mic's going hit. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, I mean, so we I, agree I, that the trade would have to be like the the five of the crossover plus the first three, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's I think that's plausible. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I, was just, I was thinking about it earlier that the, the first trade is going to have so, to have that crossover in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. Uh, but, so we also uh, Swamp Thing. Why? Why he's into this is because the tree of wonder like it's not part of the green yeah it's messing with these uh communicate with it yeah it's messing with his ecology and there's a message yep. from the tree that comes to zatanna in the form of her burning father just to rub salt in the wind here further uh and teases a bunch of stuff says that one of the team is going to be the the maybe the savior but could more likely be the demise of the of the civilization of the planet and everything in it um so you know that's that's fun, uh, but of course the tease that I was looking forward to because I remember him uh, Tinny and teasing this on Twitter, and I this is where I got really excited for the book was the tease of the upside down man, who is yep, proper that's what I'm looking up right now. yeah proper creepy horror, and you just get a little tease of it here. He's coming later, um, and then this is when like, all the the bodies are waking up and being all like the thing and yeah. Geiger esque, and man bat goes full man bat. Zatanna and uh, Swamp Thing show up to help, and it's like, okay, it's time. Like, so, so they're all kind of together now. Um, yeah. So. yeah. And so, so sounds like we're seeing uh, Doctor Fate next issue, judging by the, yeah. the, the the next. Time yeah, thing. Fate holds yeah. the answers is the the next time thing. Yeah. I, I know um, Tinian said we'd be seeing the you know the the newer Doctor Fate, the younger one from the the DCU stuff. Um, right. But I assume that we'll be seeing you know one of the older ones, whoever whoever it is right now. I think it's, I think it's Kent Nelson at the minute. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I remember. Yeah, I think I'm, it's Ken Nelson. I think, I think that's who was in Blue Beetle, from what I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. So, no, it was, it was pretty good. So, I'm into it. I might have just set yeah. it up. Hmm. 
Well, like the upside down man, I just wanted to point out. It reminded me a lot of uh, in American Vampire, where they started hinting at the Gray Stranger. Uh huh. Yeah. Like it just had the presence, and I think that's funny because Tinian came from from Snyder's, you know, tutelage. So if this uh, do, is gonna be something do, that close, do you think uh, they they had to to read American Vampire in 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 his classes? <laughs> uh, if they didn't have to, they just should have because it's that good. At least until second cycle. I still haven't finished second cycle. Um, but I'm getting you know. like a cross between the Tooth Child from the first season of Channel Zero and that mm. th- that mixed with like the Batman who laughs for the smile kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm getting a mix of those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But upside uh, down. I looked up upside down. <laughs> Yeah, I looked up Upside Down Man, and he sees the Tinian original, so oh. I was trying to see if there's any allusions to, you know, a, a, another DC villain. Or even actually, there's one that Connor will get more than you, Matt, but uh, Babylon from Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. <laughs> You'd love that well, season, Matt. Matt, you, you make wrestling reference all the time. You have to take it. He, it's not even that he just makes references. He uses terminology in his everyday speech like it's something everyone. I mean, I understand that's, it. Yeah. That's what ha- that, that's what happens though when you go to as much wrestling as I do, and your friends all use it. It becomes your vocabulary. He starts talking about like, this is like, a shoot or this is a work he, or this is a. <laughs> I don't use shoot and work. A heel I turn, a face turn. Heel face, yeah. You know, it's what the hell a shoot and work. Shoot <laughs> is something that's real. A work is something that's worked out. It's it's for lack of a better term. A work a work is fictional. A shoot is actually them going off script and really getting angry at each other. Usually. So, but you can do a work shoot which <laughs> looks real but isn't. Uh, that's what CM Punk was famous for. So. It's just a lot of bullshit. Call it real <laughs> and fake. No, you can't because it's it's the, you know like I don't know if you've ever worked on a stage production because I have yeah, it, but yeah, it's I have. Thing. But they have their terminology too. You know that when yeah. you go back, so it's just, it's the same thing, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I stop and think of it, I don't know why they d- just don't use the terms hero and villain because I mean, what's wrong with those really? That's the well, that's where that's where like Jericho uses good guy bad guy, you know, because he doesn't have to. He doesn't like saying baby face and heel, right? Doesn't want to expose the business, but yeah, good guy bad guy. That's what I've started to use too. But heel turn is such a great phrase. Oh yeah, you know? I use it. I I remember. Um... When I saw Force Awakens, there's a moment towards the end with uh, oh. with uh, Kylo where I said, "Oh, he just yep. got nuclear heat and went full heel." Um, yep. That was my thought during that moment. I was like, I, I just I compared yep. it to a wrestling event where the heel like makes sure the audience hates him. <laughs> you know, oh that, yeah, yeah. That was that moment. Anyway, uh, so I, I don't know what you're saying anymore. The arch pretty. I mean, we're talking about Star Wars here, Connor. To be fair, <laughs> you should yeah, know exactly. I'm just gonna say references that I don't get, y'all. Y'all bring up Twin Peaks. This is what happens. He brought up Twin Peaks. Not sure. Mike. I ain't going full shoot, and y'all gonna get worked. For forever, forever from this time forth. Whenever I talk about Star Wars, I'm going to talk about it through wrestling terminology. It'll just it'll work gloriously. <laughs> it'll be great. Oh, uh, I like Star Wars. You might like wrestling. I'm just saying. Pa- Palpatine is the Vince McMahon, and we'll go from <sighs> there. So. Um, doesn't, Palpatine doesn't give a crap about his fans. That makes so much sense. So, uh, yeah. R's pretty good in Justice League Dark. Martinez uh, doing yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that page on fire is particularly gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have to admit, like that stuff's good, but that's very showy to me. Whereas I actually really love the shadows. I love the the dark, like just the, the opening oh, stuff on the yeah. stage with uh, Zatanna and the spotlight, and everything's really sort of you know 
uh, concealed. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. That's that's my my kind of thing. Yeah. I like the Swamp Thing stuff because like the tendrils go through, you know, like pages and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. iPads flipping out. I'm only hitting every other page now. This is great. I, I, I will say, uh, who do you think it is that requests so many double page spreads? Do you think it's in the art, or do you think Tinian just likes writing them in? Because I think Tinian Detective, like, it's yeah, like, it's just seems to be his thing. Ooh, fun enough. It's kind of an economy of space too, because you can do like I don't feel like there's less story or less panels even. Oh it's, sure, it's the way that they're laid out. So that tells me that's on the page. It's not so much the artist working that's it true. in yeah. uh, well that's, a, that's the weird thing like I almost think that you could almost argue the opposite that if it was bigger panels and it was more of a big like, spread because they want to use the two pages to, the, to show the, 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 the big images I would say oh, that's on the page because it's written that way whereas because there's so many panels in this, these two page layouts it's like well that could have been written as two regular pages and then Martinez went hey I can just put yeah, all this information smush them together yeah because yeah. Um, yeah, like on on the first double pit, not the, is it the first? Hold on, let me let me go through. Yeah, uh, first one's with uh, Wonder Woman and Zatanna yeah. stage. Mm. Okay, no, the the, the one with uh, in the Oblivion Bar, because you got that that panel that stretches all the way across. Yeah. Uh, that's almost splits the page. That, no, they they do that on the first one as well, where there's the yeah. one panel on the top that goes all the way across yeah. and then the rest is because Martinez was one yeah. of the regular artists on Detective as well so I mean it could be like a pair thing it could have just been them together like yeah. hey let's do more double page layouts yeah so it was like one of those things with Lemire and Sorrentino that on uh, Green Arrow they would do these pages that were like a splash page where it would go all red yeah. with and stuff I thought that was a Sorrentino thing and then when I kept reading more Lemire and Sorrentino wasn't there it was still happening so um, I think that's he just it. That I've, I've seen that in Sorrentino books without yeah. Lemire, though. So yeah. I think Lemire just liked it and then told and he other adapted it. To yeah, it. I mean, I, th I think it's one of those cool. things with um, almost think of a director and an actor, right? An actor will act a certain yeah. way, but a director directs yeah. them. And I think a writer to an artist is kind of, you know, there's, there's elements of that here or there, depending on yeah. who, who it is. Obviously, if you've got a superstar artist who doesn't want to take orders, then they might just do what they want. But I mean, that was, that was Capullo and Snyder early on. It was, yeah. 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 Where Capullo's like, all your words are cluttering up my my beautiful images, and he's like, yeah, but people are only looking at your images because of my words, and they would go back and <laughs> forth and almost couldn't finish that first arc. I do, so, I do like the idea though of someone telling Snyder to just like calm down the words a little bit. I like that. I like well, that they, coming from someone. And he has. Do you hear them talk about it now, where they work together so well as they have this this shorthand where where Capullo will give him a certain amount of pages to to clutter up. And then Snyder will let him have a little bit more freedom on the page. So, you know, but he says they're mm. like brothers and you only choke them out every so often. So, cool. yeah. All right, so we're excited for I, us going forward then, I assume. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Any, any final thoughts before I ask for ratings? No, Excellent. I'm, I'm excited. I think <laughs> the, only, the only problem is that I have to wait a full month for more. This is true, uh, which makes me think that Tinian. Well, I'd always help him with the uh, League of Doom stuff, but I wonder if when that's done, if he'll be on another book as well, if they're if they're setting him yeah, up for a book number two, um, especially if this is only a single, because he was doing a double for a long time. Um, he was, yeah. So no, so there you go. Uh, so ratings then, Connor. Yeah, I loved it as a nine. Oh, Matt. I didn't love it as much, but I still loved it. Eight point five. Uh. I didn't expect me to be the lowest. Uh, solid eight for me, but I, I'm still quite positive on it. <laughs> it is great. It is great. Yeah, but it is. 
I still like Doomsday Clock a bit more, so I'm saying. Uh, so moving on uh, to what is next? Actually, the <laughs> Detective Comics nine eight five. There we go. Skipping Shall over we? action. We're going to Detective before action. Actions after Detective. Okay. I used to. It's that always was, Batman first, Matt. It's always been that way around. I'm, that's not. I mean, one's at one thousand and one, and one's not. So I just thought, you know. No, one thousand gets special it. treatment. One thousand and one does not get special treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. <laughs> Screw your Bendis issue. No, no, I wanted to make Connor be quiet, so keep well, it whatever. clean. Keep it clean. All right. So, uh, Detect Us is the the third part of this story with um, Karma and the Bat Sidekicks. You know, making Batman weak and all the rest of it. Um, not a really solid issue. Really dark issue, actually. Karma's antics in this one are pretty up there. He mm-hmm. kidnaps a bus full of school children, killing the driver in the process, kidnaps a, a news reporter, makes her give the, the essentially the ransom demand on air, and then burns her alive on live TV. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's super dark. Um, honestly, I, I like this issue a lot. I, I think what I really like about Brian Hill's... Um, I never mentioned, actually. Brian Hill wrote this and Phil Brion is on the art. Uh, Yep. what I like about Brian Hill's handle of this stuff is that I feel like his conversation between Black Lightning and the other characters and them like convincing him hey Batman told you not to let us involved but what we're trying to tell you is that he thinks he can handle it and he can so we need to help him um, and that conversation I thought was really well handled yeah so I'm, I'm not that familiar with Black Lightning like I yeah. know he's popped in but I love this version from Hill because he feels like the anti-Batman in the way where Batman's driven Basically by his emotion, like yeah, he's a detective and he's logical, versus uh, versus Jefferson Pierce, who's he's logical and he takes his time and he hears everybody out and then makes a decision, you know. Yeah, which so, I think is greatly uh, shown in the scenes with Alfred as well. Like that conversation uh-huh. with Alfred, I thought was really well handled. Honestly, my only yeah. complaint with this issue is that I thought Bruce just driving in the cliffs to have this memory of who Karma was was a little bit okay, sure. Whatever. Uh, honestly, my my big glaring problem is the the flashback to to Karma's origin. I think this is bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's uh, what I meant. That's, that's what I meant. This whole conceit that he just goes up there and it has oh, a right, flashback. Okay, no, I thought you meant the idea of him going in the car to have the memory. No. Yeah, I thought that you. I thought you specifically meant that. I mean, well, yeah, the that, actual but, story itself. Yeah, just just the idea of how it, like like what Batman doesn't remember this this big moment from from this back when oh, no, no. or even no, the idea no, that's that... not the problem that I have like that's that's a a problem now that you mention it but the idea of of Bruce intentionally using a form of the scarecrow gas on someone oh, sure. okay. and going all oh, that karma nah I'm not buying that no, un- under no circumstances is Bruce that vindictive it's funny though because if it wasn't for the fact that this was Bruce's own memory I'd have said there was going to be a swerve mm. that that wasn't really Batman but <laughs> it's Bruce's own yeah. memory so it has to be yeah I think that's probably why we go through that bit in the you know in the cast establishing that so that there's no way that this can be swerved yeah right. um, and unless this, why... this isn't karma it's, it's Batman thinking like that he's got him figured out and it's not going to turn out to be this guy that's possible. You know, maybe, but either way, he still did this, and I hate that. Um, I will say one thing I did like from it is that it tied it back into Outsiders by setting it in Markovia, right? Mm. Yeah. So, which which means, you know, Geoforce might be making an appearance. I mean, we, we've heard his name, and we've heard Markovia and Doomsday Clock. You know, they're part of the... I forget what's going on. Some kind of weird thing going on in Markovia that's causing problems with the Superman theory and whatnot. Yeah. But... But, you know, I kind of did, you know, 
I go back and forth with Batman. I kind of did like him weaponizing the, the fear gas to use on, on a soldier I, like this. This is the thing. I can see him weaponizing it and using it in the field, but this yeah. is a guy he's already taken down. He's dealt yeah. with the problem and then that's uses fair. it on him. No, that's, that's fair. That's fair. And maybe it says this is a, a young, angrier Batman who's not quite... Yeah. I get that's the implication yeah. because it's you know this it's it's a years ago this memory but oh, yeah. I don't think even a young Bruce does that and personally his, and his it, whole it doesn't, just didn't sit right with me. Honestly, I agree that the scene feels kind of weird. Um, I don't think it's a huge deal in the in the like because everything else in this year I really like. I, I like how the the other characters are interacting. I like Bruce feeling the scene with Bruce and um or most specifically Batman and Gordon on the rooftop. Where Gordon like sees that it's it's bothering him, he's like, "Hey, it's not your fault what these cra- crazy people do," mm-hmm. and he jumps off and says, "Of course it is." Like, yeah. you know, I, I I like exploring this and the idea that he feels responsible for creating these people, and uh, maybe this is again is something that's changed over time because of the the cause and effect. Yeah, I, I think that's a story that I like to see when it's more just the concept. Like, you know, the, the way yeah. Jim's presenting it here is like, "Oh no, it's just the concept of you're not responsible for them," but. In this case, Bruce is directly responsible for this one, and I feel like that yep. lessens that story a little bit, where he's not having to confront the idea of whether or not he's responsible. You know, that, that, that classic idea. Yeah. But here I, he knows he is. So I, I, it just it, it takes a little away from it. I think what will make this work ultimately, though, is that it's not about that as, as much as it's about what else he's created. He's created, essentially, you know, Babs and Cass and, and Duke and wh- what they are now. Um, and it'll be them... Like helping and saving the day, and like, them becoming something that I think is going to be the main point of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you know, he didn't just like they didn't make him weak; he made them stronger. Um, and you right. know, we can do that. Uh, also, uh, I love when Jefferson said to Babs, "Hey, he beat Cass. Like, what what, what are you going to do?" She's like, mm-hmm. "What do you want to spawn find out?" <laughs> so she's just going for. It. She's like, "Are uh, you want to fight me?" <laughs> she also calls him Sparky, which I loved. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like also, that he yeah, couldn't find the the plug, so yeah, he just, just charges it with himself. Yeah, yep, I love that. Oh, man, I'm starting to like Black Lightning a whole lot. He's he's entering the Guy Gardner, you know, Booster Gold pantheon. Well, Joe, what's, Joe, what's good about this here is that we're pretty sure this is leading to an Outsiders book with Black Lightning leading it. So, <laughs> honestly, I'm surprised it didn't get announced to Comic Con with everything. As else. honestly, really? so am I. It's weird. I wonder if it's because they're waiting like there's like a few months after the arc before they're actually launching it. Like they're waiting for like Must January, be, yeah. February, yeah. and that's why they didn't announce it. Yeah. Uh, but hey, so far so good. I'm I'm liking this outsider stuff. I am, it's... yeah. So am I. So, uh, ratings, Connor. Uh, seven point five. It's it's it, all the present day stuff's good, but just uh, a little bit tainted. All right, Matt. I'm giving this one an eight. Plus the Brianna's art, I really liked. So like the car thing was ridiculous, but it looked super cool on the page. Oh sure. Like, I yeah. Um, I. I'm giving it an eight, but I'm I'm just thinking about my. I I think I preferred the art in the first two issues, uh, from Adonja. But I mean, this is still fine. It's, it's, you know, it's not bad art yeah. by any means. Uh, but hey, oh. so that will take us on to Action Comics one thousand and one. Brian Michael Bendis writing, Patrick Gleason on the art. Uh, it's, by the way, it's just really weird seeing four digits. You know, not that you see them individually, but yeah, it is. You know, it's just weird to see one thousand and one. Like, you you got ten oh one, you know. Like, I don't know, yeah, I'm trying to I feel like you. I feel like if you say that, it lessens the effect. It does. Yeah, you see it but proudly. I mean, in, 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 in you know fifty issues time, sure, yeah. then, then no one really cares. But 
right now you want to you want to really yeah uh, yeah when you say 1051 that sounds fine i think 1001 sounds a bit i think until we get to um the teens i think 10 13 sounds fine but up until 12 i think you have to say the whole thing yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Uh, all right so 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 this is the second bend of superman book uh we were told this was the more daily planet focus one and sure enough it actually starts um well not completely but it starts with um at the end of the, the big opening scene it actually sort of we get a little bit of like what clark's story is about the thing that superman did at the start and there's yeah. some fun stuff there he's stopping these two criminals and the one guy's telling the other criminals like, "Hey, stop shooting them! You're embarrassing me." And then, like after he's like, he's, he runs out of ammo. He's like, "Oh, please tell me! Don't, please do not throw the gun at him. This is just humiliating." Yep. Um, that was that was really funny. That, I mean, that was just some humor speak. I love it. I can't stop myself. <laughs> like, he's so freaked out. Superman's there because uh, I thought they were gonna get away. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, the art looks so good in this. I'm just gonna jump to that real quick because oh sure, I like Gleason, but. Gleason changed up. I don't know if it's the inker. I don't know if he physically changed his style like Capullo does. Yeah. But it's a different kind of Gleason, and I it's different. I love it. Even his Clark looks at, like in the Daily Planet. He's definitely obviously this yeah. makes sense because obviously before in Superman when he was drawing him, he was always at the home where everyone knows who he is. But here right. he looks so hunched. He looks so you know uh-huh. Clark Kent. I it's guess the, the Clark Kent body language he's got the the rolled over shoulders and he's making himself shorter yeah like he like he's trying to take up less space yeah you know? and so they're at daily uh, planet and good and trish are basically debating like hey why does anyone even try out in the metropolis superman's here what's the point like you know he's around and listen hey no there's tons of stuff going here well you could call the cops just as easily um i i particularly like jimmy's lines like i'm telling you there's shenanigans going on here there's actual shenanigans mm-hmm. and malarkey you should see the malarkey that was a funny line yeah uh, <sighs> Uh, so, in the speech. I might be a little biased because I love Superman. I uh-huh. know this. But I also love Bendis when he puts things in a work setting like this. Oh, sure, yeah. And this, this is all I've ever wanted was him on a Daily Planet book. You didn't even have to have Superman. Superman's just the bonus. Basically, you wanted so, the, the, the TV show, The Newsroom, but in the Daily Planet written by Bendis. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I always said, I want a Gotham Central book, but set at the Daily Planet. Yeah. And you could have... You know, if you wanted to switch up like they did, where you had the night crew and the day crew, you have the, you know, this division for an arc, and, you know, that's the street reporters, and then you even have the gossip one and the stuff she gets into. But here, Bendis has a balance of everybody, and everybody has their voice. Like, he's already locked in to to the gossip girl, yeah. you know, who's super snarky towards everybody. And then you have the new girl, uh, Good, who, you know, her whole kind of identity is, I'm new here you know so yeah and and, I, and, tr- and then, I think what's interesting yeah. about Trish is that Trish like obviously this was once upon a time it would have been Cat Grant in this in this role yep. Um, yep. obviously she's she's you know promoted she's got her own company City. yeah she's, she's off doing yep. other things uh, so they bring up that Superman the, the, the kid you know said that Superman started the fires and you know Clark hears this so he goes to Melody Moore as Superman and he's like hey don't look at my crotch I know it's really obvious and it's bulging but don't look at it <laughs> Like seriously, his crotch is bulging in there. It's the shadow work. It just looks like it's bulging. Anyway, and he's like, I heard about the kid. Let's talk about this. And he's, she's like, eh, I shouldn't really talk to you about it because you're technically a suspect now. <laughs> like, and then there's a great moment where she yeah. just looks at the S. She just sees the S. Like, okay, you're Superman. I kind of trust you, but it's mm-hmm. not really you. So they go and track down the kid, 
and he's sitting there he's got like i think it's, it's like uh he's bought cards like uh, collectible cards they're, like, with... they're they're like magic cards yeah right like magic the gathering but i i zoomed in on that and it looks like you remember amethyst uh it's this it's from the 80s it's this really obscure oh God. I it before my time like yeah amethyst. Uh, well, i only know it because our friend james loved the relaunch that happened with the dce is it the New 52 or DCU? No, it was the New 52. I, I enjoyed that quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like Amethyst on the card. Connor, um, unmuting his mic for a second and stopping eating yeah. to give Reese's with his presence. Look, I haven't eaten yet today. I'm starving. <laughs> He's sitting there munching. Um, so, yeah, so they talk to this kid, and the kid, sure enough, says, Oh, someone told me and paid me to do this, and I already spent the money. And there's a great bit at the end where, you know, Superman's like, Oh, you're going to go to a shelter and, you know, volunteer for a week to yep. uh, make up for what you've done. And he's like, Really? Can I do something else? Maybe clean up this, this stuff? He's like, Do you want to do what your mother suggested instead? He's like, No, no, no. Food, food bank sounds good. Yep. Uh, sorry. It's, uh, it's Superman being intimidating, but not like Batman. If Batman uh, no, would have had the kid wedding himself. This is parent. Superman's like a disappointed dad. Yeah, it's, yeah. A par- it's parent intimidating. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the kid, the one thing the kid says, he doesn't know who it was. He never seen him before, but he says he was bald. And then we get this great page where Clark's on the computer looking at a bunch of bald men, and there's like Mister Freeze, Lex Luthor, Brainiac, um, what would you call him? Hey, Humpty Dumpty. Um, Savannah's Humpty. there. Uh, Hugo Strange. Part. There's a guy whose face is like a bootprint. Um, yeah. I, I don't even know where that's going. And then there's quite clearly Dan Didio in one of these panels. And Brian Michael Bendis with an eye patch. Yes, yes. Uh, and then is that maybe Clayface at the bottom? I guess it's maybe Clayface. I guess it's 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 some weird. Yeah. Whatever. Do you know what I thought was weird weird about this is that later on we see the bald guy he's talking about and it's a black guy and I felt yeah. I thought I thought it was yeah. weird the kid never mentioned the race of the person he saw because he would have saw that. Yeah. Or seen that rather, if I speak properly. Yeah. Uh, but hey, yeah. w- w- hey, whatever. We got this funny joke out of it. This page with Dan Didio, so I'm not going to complain. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and Trish kind of noses her way in and starts talking to him, and she's like, "Hey, so what happened with Lois? This is news." And she ends with, uh, "You know, after some sort of like try to get to get to him, uh, as he's trying to walk away, she says, "Oh, I know what happened. She left you for Superman.'" Which of course is ridiculous to us, but it's like oh, there's these all these rumors. And actually, one of my favorite panels of the entire book is a good like she's over she's listening to this and there's a panel of her just sort of mm-hmm. like, just sort of sneaking her head out of, of her cubicle to, yep. to listen to this and she looks like she's just like so like oh this is juicy we're going to do something with this um yep. so you know i thought that was interesting uh so we get a mysterious villain watching like superman on a lot of computer screens yep. and he seems to be behind everything yeah it's also reminiscent of jimmy like he's it looks like he has red hair oh sure not that I think it is Jimmy yeah I don't think it's Jimmy I think it's interesting but you know yeah um, and the final scene of the book is this so we get this like head mobster right who calls together all these other head mobsters presumably at this this guy at the computers like uh, he he asked them to do this meeting and he gets all the they're in like a lead tank because Superman can't see them in a lead tank so really you know fun um and they're basically okay so who's doing these fires what's happening and we see the bald guy's like hey hey i, I got superman blamed for it so that that'll murky things up yep. and basically what it turns out to be is that all these like different like crime lords have all been like setting fi- like independently like it's not been one person doing the whole yep. the fires they basically said to each other hey if superman's distracted with a fire like a disaster like that he won't be paying attention to the criminal thing we're doing elsewhere in the city and they've basically all been using the same thing over and over again and like shit we told us only to use this in emergencies why are y'all using it uh so i thought that was right. kind of funny 
I'll, I'll, I like this explanation. Is there's all these different criminals just doing it because they all want to have a different distraction. Well, well yeah, but I still feel like it's all a, a, a connected. Like this is the first time really since Inner Gang, we've had mm. like a crime. I don't want to say a crime family because we don't know how these guys are, but like a criminal network in Metropolis. Yeah. And like again, this is Ben just writing to his strengths because, and this is gonna sound odd, but this reminds me of how his Daredevil started. With hmm. you know, we're gonna put all these these things, throw all of these elements in, and he's gonna go and tie everything together by the end. I can uh, see it. I can see it. But, uh, so uh, we get this new villain that comes in to like take care of the the guy who's been acting out of line, to sort of like red fiery smoke. What's her name here? Red Mist. I want to say. I think it's Red Mist, which again Hold on, reminds the, me of... Red Cloud, sorry. It's, it's uh, at the back. It's, it's, it's the DC Nation page at the back, actually. It has it in big bold letters, yeah. so I went well, to check there. Well, he's well, he's the, 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 the mob boss-looking guy with the mustache, calls her. It's on the his last speech bubble on that, is, as you'll know her, ah, as yeah. the Red Cloud. So it is. But I also thought of Red Mist, and again, to talk about wrestling. Remember when Tajiri used to, to spit the different color mists? <laughs> Vaguely. Each one was a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it reminded me of that a little bit. <laughs> Connor's um, just shaking his head. He's not even got his makeup. He's just shaking his head at Matt. Um, I'm doing that for the audio as people. As if I wasn't li- listening enough. Yeah. Nope. So, um, yeah, so, so we basically, the, the final point here, though, is that we've got this, this gang of crane bosses. They're all scared of this red cloud. And most importantly, though, they mention at the end, Superman doesn't know any of these people exist. They have kept so under the radar. They're they're, they're hiding in lead rooms. They're doing all these things so that Superman doesn't even know they exist. So that's a really interesting idea. And then the final cliffhanger appears to be that Lois is already back on Earth and she's writing something. She's she's tapping away. Tapping away. And it looks like she's in Chicago because that looks like the Sears building. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so, so she's not in Metropolis, and she's writing a course. and she's writing like a book or article. She's she's, she's got like titles and some are scored out, but the one at the top is the Secrets of Lois Lane. Um, yep. And then there's another one that ends with Outer Space, but she's already back, and Clark doesn't know. That's interesting. So clearly yeah. that'll be maybe Truth, Justice in the Kryptonian Way is one of them. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously the solicit for issue one thousand and four hinted that there'll be a little bit of a turmoil between them, which some people were overreacting yeah. to again because every time Bendis hints that there may be some trouble between Lois and Clark, yeah. there's going to be a, an uproar. I I learned my lesson, so I don't take the solicits to heart anymore. Uh, so we'll see. Smart move. It could turn around and bite me. Yeah, you know, smart move. One thousand and four comes out, but. Um, also, before that, you have the, the big sprawling page of Metropolis. I feel like we don't get that enough. We get a lot hmm. of Gotham, but I feel like you see just how big Metropolis is. And then there's this little cottage area, you know, where this big mansion is. Uh, so, yeah, oh, that's such a cool... It's like the purples and the reds. It looks really nice. Yeah, but yeah no, great issue. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, how would you compare it to Superman issue one? I like this one more. I mean, they're both good, but this is kind of more in my niche, like my mm-hmm. niche, whatever you want to say it, because it's it's everything that I've wanted in a Superman book. Yeah, I think this one's, this one's interesting because it feels more Daily Planet, or not not even just Daily Planet, it feels more Metropolis-focused, whereas the other one's yeah. kind of the the big cosmic Superman stuff that he's going to be dealing with. So yeah. Rogal Czar feels like a Superman thing, the fires, mm-hmm. the Daily Planet, and Lois coming back feels like a, an action comics thing. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting how they compare to each other. Um, 
Yeah, I might like this one more as well, actually. Um, but there's not much in it, though. They're, they're pretty, obviously, like, consistent with each other. Same, yeah. Same, same problem as I'm, I I want the next part as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And now that they're monthly, uh, that, that's going to be a little bit maddening. Yeah. But you, you almost ask yourself, why couldn't they just do the arc that's like in Superman bi-monthly and then yep. do the arc from Action Comics, the first one, for bi-monthly yep. after that, just so you could get them quick, you know, or just, the pace. Or just write Action, or just write Superman. Because you know, sure. both... they're going to want to cross over later. Yeah, I'm sure, but... No, I don't that's care. why, because it's going to become I'm one enjoying... big massive thing. I've, I've had eight issues now of, of business on Superman, and I'm loving it. So, you know. Na 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 na. Yep. I'm loving it. Don't don't get a suit. Uh... <laughs> well, you said it, Matt. I had to do it. Um... I, yeah, you don't have to do the jiggle. The jiggles are trademarked. <laughs> not when I'm at a chin like that, it's not. So, uh, Matt, what, what, what was your rating for Action 1001? Uh... It'll be high, but this is a nine. I loved this issue. That that the art is... too. I talked about Gleason. Also, real quick before the the first page, that's supposed to be Jimmy's desk, right? Because there's all the cameras and everything on oh, it. I need to look at it again. Hold on, hold on. You're asking me big yeah, questions. Yeah, go ahead and look at it. I was gonna bring it up, but then I just remembered it now. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm going through the variant covers. On here we go. Uh, oh yeah, all the camera lenses. That but make, if you notice, sense. he has the dial. He has the dial for Dial H for Hero. On there, he's got Orko from from Masters of the Universe, which tells me that's a thing in hmm. the DC universe, which is weird. Which makes um, those crossover books bollocks. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think of some other stuff. I mean, his desk is a mess, which I appreciate because my desk is a mess. But, oh sure. Yeah. Uh, there's something else I'm looking out, but. But yeah, that that is meant to be Jimmy's desk, right? All those camera lenses, I think it has to be. If it yeah. if it's not Jimmy, then it's this mysterious character who's been doing a lot of his own research. Right, right. But, That's what I was thinking. They have to be tied together. But it's a Daily Planet but mouse yeah. mat, so I'm thinking Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. So what if Jimmy is watching over Superman, but it's not for these bad guys? Like, uh... like I can't see Jimmy selling out Superman. Yeah, you know? I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see it. There's gonna be a weird bend to swear if Jimmy's suddenly a villain. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't um, like that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think that's where it's going. Um, I, I, the fact that it starts in Jimmy's desk though might be an important detail for later though. Maybe how he's related I, to the story. I think so. But yeah, I think so. Um, but hey, so so we'll move on then. We'll move on um, to Wonder Woman number fifty-one, Steve Orlando writing and Laura Braga on the art. So. We said we weren't going to read this, and the only reason I read this is because Twitter was praising the shit out of it. Twitter was talking about mm-hmm. it as if it was one of the best issues of Wonder Woman ever written, and one of the best of Rebirth, and such a step up, and I felt like it was a disservice to the audience if at least one of us didn't check it out, and just to see how, how it was. And it was a fine issue. Like, you know what? It's one of the best things I've read from Orlando, right? It absolutely is. Um, I don't know if I'd praise it quite as highly as Twitter's praising it, though. Like, like you know, mm-hmm. like one of the best of Rebirth means that it's better than a lot of Ruckus run, and I don't think that's true. But um, <laughs> this issue is about Wonder Woman. Remember the villain from the Sheriff and Tana arc, the one that shot um, Waller? Uh, Nightflyer mm-hmm. or something like her name yeah. was, I think. Um Basically, this is uh, an issue where Wonder Woman goes to visit her in a prison that's in uh, in, in Arca, 
and mm-hmm. she goes to visit her and it says like visit number one um, and it's like you know basically the villain like hey piss off I don't want to talk to you visit number two and the idea is that over the visit she kind of like winds her down and convinces her that hey you can be a better person I am here because I want to be your friend and I want to help you and I promised that I would come and help you and it will and it's fine because it started skipping numbers after a few right and I was like oh, visit 23 blah blah mm-hmm. And about halfway through the issue, maybe even earlier than that, I went, this is going to end in visit 52, isn't it? This is going to be the 52nd visit at the end. Sure. And, and did it? It did. You damn real yeah. straight it did. So, but... DC in a nutshell. But it is, it's, it's, it's a heartwarming enough story uh, where it's hard breaking her down to the point where by the time we get to the end of the issue... Like the villain has kind of changed her tune, and she accepts that Wonder Woman respects her. She's not lying because the first like you know ten twenty visits, they have to take all the furniture out the room because she keeps trying to kill Wonder Woman with her or with the various things that are in there. Um, so eventually she has nothing but like a mattress or whatever. Um, and it's fine. Like it's, it's a fine issue. Um, and it's kind of heartwarming. And it's all about Wonder Woman like being there and being compassionate and trying to break through to the villain. In a way that feels very Wonder Woman, you know. Even though Superman may mm-hmm. try to do that to a point, like the idea of Wonder Woman keep going back over and over again, and in a weird way, it kind of neatly ties into the Silver Swan arc that Robinson did, where she didn't keep up with her after like the bad stuff happened. Right. Um. And this was like her making up for that with someone else and try to be there for her to the point where okay, because at the end of the issue or towards the end. Uh, it's Atomic Skull, which I thought was a bit weird because he's like a good guy and like Superwoman now, and was still a good guy when he popped yeah. up in something else afterwards. But he tries to attack Wonder Woman, and she didn't really need any help. But you know, Nightflyer, whatever her name is, uh, still jumps in and like defends her. And it's like, okay, we've come full circle, and that's that. And the art's not bad as well. It's just got it's got a decent style to it. It's very expressive. Um, so you know, it was it was good. 51%. I saw a couple of panels on Twitter because, like you say, you know, people yeah. were praising it. Uh, so, you know, maybe it's hinting at some stuff in the future because I think uh, it starts cutting ahead to the future, right? So it does, yeah. There's it, one point where it's like a year from now and she's in the the UN, and then there's a, a bunch of different costumes. There's um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a costume where she's got like a like like you know full you know pants on, and there's another costume where yeah, she's got like this this ceremonial robe from the UN and. Um, it's, it's it's funny because I think it starts off being like you know X time ago and then eventually it's like oh two years from now three years from now um, so right. it's, I don't know if Orlando's run is going to be like jumping around all these time periods or if it's actually like uh, you know Wilson's like said hey I'm going to be doing this can you tease some of this I, I don't know you know which mm. way it's going with that it may, it may be Orlando's going to do like different diff, you know each issue will be a different part of time and he'll be doing this sort of opus of like all these Wonder Woman things all over the yeah, timeline maybe. I don't know um, hmm. but if you picked it, but if you picked it up, it was good and much better than you know anything that had Jason in it. And do you know what the first is? There's not even like oh. a mention of Jason. There's not a hint that she misses him. There's not a hint of anything. I, I, I think it's funny that you said, oh, yo, it picks up, you know, with the that that villain that that shot her in Fontana stuff. Yeah. It's, it's literally just ignored all the Robinson stuff. It's, it's like, always yep, funny. Yep, forget about that. We're going back to the, we're going back to Fontana. That it mentions the, it. The last issue of Wonder Woman. It mentions you know in the dialogue that that happened, and then in the editor's note it says all a year, last year all the way back in issue twenty eight, and I'm like, man, oh, that was like a year ago though. Yeah, I remember it was around this time. Because because yeah, because Fontana was on twenty six to thirty, and then thirty one to yeah. fifty was was Robinson. So way too much. Um. I mean, the, the the problem is that, like 
I'm tempted to just read the rest of the arc. Um, I might, but the thing is, weeks two and four, when Wonder Woman's out, are quite busy, especially week four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two's not as I bad mean, as four, if I recall. It's not. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Um, I'm going to be reading Wonder Woman anyway when it ties into Justice League Dark and then when Wilson's writing it, so it's like, you know, I might as well just get used to it now. We'll start now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's an uh, argument for that. But hey, so... But that was, it was good. I can't, you know, it's uh, up there with at least the stronger Supergirl stuff. Arguably better. Not as good as the Josie Hauser issues, I'd say, but better than all the other stuff he did on his own. So... It's good, you know. Maybe I'll check it out. I will say I'm glad you in- you did read it because at least now the cover is up for inclusion at the end of the show. And, <laughs> and, and not might not win, but it's a possibility because it's it's a. Have we ever said cover, that right? we had to have one of us had to have read the book for the cover to be eligible? Yeah, because no. I know you have. Because I've wanted okay. to pick some before, and you've been like, no, we didn't cover it, so it doesn't count. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's been a long time since we since I made that rule, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. It's, it's been a long time since I, since it really mattered. Yeah. But it's it's an art gem cover is, is, is the fair. main cover not the variant yes yes this is a very good art gem cover as well um so moving on then we'll move on to the flash number 51 jeez they're hitting us with the big ones this is the epilogue to flash war and talk about you know hitting my heart spot you know hitting me right there in the heart uh this was a an issue yep. uh iris mainly the one narrating and she's talking about you know she remembers Wally being born, even though it's from a different timeline. She's having these fragments, and she remembers writing a book about the Flash, and she's like trying to like write down what she remembers. And you know, ultimately, it ends up with her saying, you know, I some you know in the future when I saw glimpses of that museum, like I knew Wally West was going to be one of the greatest heroes who ever lived, or the greatest hero who ever lived. And I'm like, oh man, this is this is hitting me. And I think it's hit me because I've been reading Mark Wade's uh, Flash run, right? And the first arc of that is yeah. kind of the flashback to the origin of like Wally West and you know him getting his powers and being the Kid Flash at first. And but the reason why he has those memories because there's like a, there's like a present day you know bookend to it is because Iris is dead at that point in the timeline and he finds her right. scrapbook about him and he's remembering it because it's her scrapbook. So her oh, writing God. writing about him in this oddly was affecting me because I'm like oh man I was just reading like the opposite of this in Mark Wade's Flash run. Oh man, no oh, it was it was it was yeah. good stuff. Uh, that, see, I haven't read much of Mark Wade's Flash, so I should probably fix that because that sounds. Wonderful. Well, those big thick trades. Don't have enough to read. Collecting his run uh, are really neat and easy to you know pick up. There's four volumes out of oh, it yeah, so far. I mean, that's how I'm going through John's Flash. I yeah. just got the last book this week. So I, yep. Yeah, I've I've got the first okay. three of John because I read John's not too long ago, so I've not rushed to buy it. I've got the first three though. Oh. The, the thick trades. It it had been years since I'd read it, and I forgot a lot of what I've read. Mm. So, um, book four really really is interesting because they talk about the turtle, and it's like, mm. oh, were, were they seeding the steel force that long ago, or is that something <laughs> Snyder just picked up on? You know, I love like, the idea that you know Snyder was laying out all these because they go to the writer summits and like Snyder's got the board out. Yeah. He's like, oh, here's what here's what Justice League and New Justice is going to be, and he's doing all these plans, and there's going to be these new things like you know the Ultraviolet. And I like the idea of Johns who's there just leans in and goes, "Hey, I see this thing in the Flash a long time ago. It's called the Still Force. Yeah. Maybe you could work that in somehow." And he's yeah. like, "I'll take it." You know, I I, I just yeah. I like that idea. Um, but yeah, so this but, was, this was Wally's running around the planet. He's trying to figure out a way to get to his kids. Iris is chasing him. She's talking to Barry, and I love how she she like says, "Oh, this was always the worst part. What I remember from the other timeline of waiting for Barry, knowing he's the Flash, is that you know I had to wait. It was such a thing." And she has to kind of, and it's like, "No, Barry has to wait now. He can't chase him. He has to yeah. just sit here and wait." And this was always the hardest well, part. I was and, like, and Barry tries, but he's like, "I'm still a step behind him. Like he's yeah. still." 
you know i also love that this is a meta commentary on wally west as a character yep right like he became an entire generation i think most of all of us included he became our flash because he was the flash that, that we were reading you know from from wade to to john's for, for you me know, and you yes john's for connor it's just a ginger thing he just he's a ginger he yeah, related true and that was it and so <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like it helps <laughs> yeah i like that commander cold is like oh no he i you know going through being working at the temporal courts mm. you have to study on the flash and wally was always my favorite and like i feel it's williamson talking through because how yeah. is how john's felt barry was his favorite I feel like Williamson's that next generation and he's with us like oh no Barry Barry's good now I'm very worried about Barry um or Barry uh Wally because well he's off the sanctuary yeah Yeah. I know Joel I've I've seen people this week going Wally's definitely the one dying in sanctuary in in Heroes in Crisis no no don't do it don't Don't, do it you can't have brought him back just for that surely not I don't think I've really cried reading comics one or two times. I don't want to add another one. Here, here's my thing. If Wally goes, I fully believe that Williamson's hundred issue plan involves Wally, like later on, like involves him coming back and being part of the end game. I saw. I don't think Wally's going in Sanctuary. I think Wally yeah, was, about part I was of Sanctuary. An interview but... with uh, Williamson this week, oh, God. talking yeah. about how for his run he wanted to touch on everything in the Flash mythology, at least in some elements, which is why, you know, uh, for Bart, that obviously we got last right. issue. Um, he said he's been begging to have Bart since the start, and um, he had to write, like, a letter convincing them why now was the right time. Oh, and, um, but even so, he said, don't expect to see him for a while. You know, that tease he's around, but he won't be touching on him for yeah. like 20, 30 issues till we get to and that, and that, And that's fine. I like that. He's in play. Like, yeah. so so now that I've, I've met Jeff Johns, I've met Jason Aaron, now I have to meet Williamson. So that's the new mission. Because I feel like now he's he's earned that because he loves the Flash as much as I do. Yeah. You know, the fact that he wrote a letter to get Bart to just show up. Like, yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's oh my God. man. I, honestly, I, I, love... I think it's crazy they took that much convincing. You know, yeah. like, like, that they were going to go, they were, they were saying no, and he had to, you know, fight for it. I love the page. Damn it! That means nobody's fighting for Connor. That's no one cares, Matt. So no. So I love the page where Wally does finally kind of like he shows up because we see that he's running around the planet and he's helping people out as he goes. He's 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 almost doing the uh, the birthrate Superman stuff where he's just kind of there to help in random places as he's going around. Except of course he's a Flash, he's doing it at super speed. Um, But he eventually shows up uh, where where Iris and Barry are, and he's just muttering to himself, "I can't find them." Hunter one, I can't find my children, and I was like, "Oh man, this is breaking me. This is breaking me so much." Yeah, uh, and they said, "Off oh, the sanctuary, you know, the Superman and Wonder Woman come off, and it's it's there." And we see the Flash Museum is being built, and you know what? I like Scott Collins' art. I do have to make a complaint when Batman shows up. I think his Batman looks freaking weird. It's hideous. Uh, honestly, I don't I don't yep. like any of the stuff in costume in this issue. I think all the people and the faces are fantastic, but there's a lot of the stuff in the costumes that I just don't. Um, costumes look fine it's it's really it's batman but there's some like the motion there's a panel uh after wallace runs out of the house um oh, we cut back game. to wally and it's it's his foot and his leg and the perspective is just kind of horrible. i love how you can't say you can't mention a moment or something that matt doesn't like without him having to make you know that he doesn't like it as soon as you mentioned it well because i forgot about it and i was doing a really <laughs> good job 
and it, oh, yeah. just reminded me. It's the worst part of the issue. I mean, I do. I like. I kind of like the idea that he was aware in the future that he didn't exist until Flashpoint happened, and that kind of is ruffled ruffled up a little bit. Uh, he's still been really annoying, though. He's been that really angsty teenager. We didn't like it last issue. I mean, I guess the upside is no. here that he's leaving to just be off in Teen Titans. So yeah, I, I think I think the problem is Wallace has settled back into that place when he was first introduced in the New Fifty Two. Yep. Of being that annoying bratty teenager, and he's been so good in the first half of this run, yep. and now it's it feels like a step back. And like, but like like he says, you know, he's going off. You know, the book is just focusing on Barry for a bit now. So yeah. well, that's what fine. But I feel like all that hard work that they've done to make us like him, and then in the Deathstroke stuff, you know, and in Teen Titans, like they've it's four steps back now. And I'm it like, feels. I just, if, can we erase this, Wallace? Please, just let's it, have Wally. It feels like no. a weird justification, just so that he's off with the Titans and not with them. Like he's just, you know, oh, we have to make him want to be angsty, so he wants to yeah. join Damien and Emmy because that's how it'll fit. Because um, you that, have to have angst to be on that team. Yeah, so we got Commander Cole living in Barry's old apartment because Barry's moving in with Iris because now that she's got like a yeah. lot of her memories, it's like, well, we're kind of madly in love and have been together for a long time. Why not? In a weird way. Yeah. Uh, we get a Flash Museum. Uh, I did like. This. I mean, as much as I hated the Batman art at the end, um, I did really like the kind of the point in the moment here of like Wally or uh, Barry suggesting, "Hey, Wally did all that he did because he lost someone, and he he had a chance of bringing them back." Mm-hmm. Me and you are kind of alike in that we both, you know, I lost my mother, you lost your parents. Like, why aren't we in sanctuary? <laughs> I mean, you especially, Batman. Really, I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, you know, Batman. That's, yeah, not, I read between the lines. Not the sanest person ever. Um, but it was a really nice I, touch. I, I get a feeling that might be part of the point of Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, yeah. That that they probably should be in there, that, and you know they they can't really accept that. Maybe. It makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, but I really uh, I like that final sort of moment. It felt like it's kind of a little bit poignant. Um, no, I, I do like the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. even even when Batman's there, it's like oh, yeah, I drive, I drove all the way here. You know, this better be good. Right. Yeah, especially when like, Barry he can definitely just took the plane, but you yeah. Know. Oh, Barry can like run to his city in probably like a minute. So it feels a bit dickish to say, "Hey, yeah. Bruce, why don't you make your way over?" What did you show in the museum? It's a, it's, it's a power play. It's not like he's like, "Hey, they should build you one of these," you know? It's yeah. like, and I wonder yeah, how many go. Fine, Bruce, been... got, Bruce has got his spotlight. But, well, I just, I wanted Bruce to go, Barry. You've been to the Batcave. I have my own thing. Like, just, people don't need to see it. Just wait until Wallace gets back to Central City and sees that they didn't put a statue of him next to the other two. He is going to be livid. Uh, they want to <laughs> make really him. Is. They want to make him a second inertia. I'm not going to be mad. I, I, I guess you don't get a statue till you're actually a Flash. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll accept that. So, so when Jay yeah. appears back again and they all know who he is, they have to add a Jay statue. Damn oh. right. So they just need thing. to do a Mount Rushmore flashes. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not going to argue with that. No, yeah, but um, I didn't say one. I can't, I can't remember now. Oh well. Huh. All right, are we, are we rating Flash. Are we are we double Flash. It was good. Yeah, let's do that. It was heartbreaking and warming and all those things. Uh, Connor. Uh, eight point five, excellent, but the art kind of holds it back a bit in places. Plus Matt. the Wallace scene. Mm. Eight point five. I hate Wallace. <laughs> eight point five. Uh. Wallace scene. <laughs> I feel bad, but that's the, he's really annoying in that scene. I was yeah, like, really okay, it down, it? yeah. Uh, you should read 
He, well, let's see in Batman's face at the end. Batman's face at the end was just, his, yeah. his mask, his cowl was just sending me into like, a tizzy. And I like Collins. Collins so is a quintessential Flash artist. And I just. We've been spoiled with Howard Porter, right? So. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's is his masks is cow it's so round. Yeah. No, the rest of so the I love the rest of the art. It's yeah. just it's just Batman. Batman shows up and it's like, ugh, what's with I, that mask? I don't understand how you can be round too round and too angular at the same time. I didn't think that was possible. Well, it you is. used to describe Matt's body shape. <laughs> it is what it is, I can't help it. <laughs> Do you know what it is, Connor? It's basically like a fat person in a PS1 game where everything's pointy because of the polygons. You're right, yeah. It's Lara Croft's boobs from the original Tomb Raider. That's that's round but yeah. pointy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'll allow it. Yeah, Vigi games. <laughs> so that'll take us out of the Terrifics, number six, Jeff Lemire writing, Joe Bennett on the art. Um, so any last issue that were pulled into this uh, other dimension, essentially, uh, with this... Uh, what was his name again? It's the the the, the metamorpho looking dude, uh, but he's got more of a skull um, head. Uh, um, Aegon yeah, or something like that. Aegon. Yeah. Argon. Argon. Sar- Sar- Argon. Algon. Argon. There you go. Sargon, the sorcerer. Yeah. yeah no, you no. were close. So, here's here's I I well first thing I want to say it kept that same format as the last issue where it was like sort of they're separated so they're split in four panels. And then as they team up and it's pairs, it becomes two vertical panels and then it kind of, you know, all comes together from there. Uh, it seems to be the theme of this this little two-part arc. Um, you got the, the, the morphing dog, which I know was a, uh, a crowd pleaser last time. Metam- yeah, element dog. There you go. Uh, so I, one of the things I like, I really like some of the, the, the plastic man constructs in this one. Um, particularly yeah. when he made binoculars out of his own eyes, I thought was particularly inspired. Uh, that was fun. He does a little like car thing at one point. It right? is like a little go kart thing. He also does the uh, the gas mask, not only yes. for himself. He does that out of his own face, but he does it with his hand for uh, terrific. So terrific won't like yeah. you know die. I, I was like, th- does that actually work as a gas mask? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Sure. Why not? I mean, it's a bit a bit rough, but I'll I'll accept it. Um, and it's interesting. Oh, it? It was, it's like a little a little moon rover. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's a yeah. moon rover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Mars rover. It's interesting that Phantom Girl can actually touch things in here, and she's kind of like dealing with that. Um, but then when she leaves, they can. And um, interestingly, when they do leave, uh, Rex is like human looking again. Like he actually kind of gets cured in a, in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is this is becomes a very handsome man again, doesn't he? He's a very handsome man. Yeah. What what was striking about this? Buckling. Because of the four panel thing, and then the two panels, and then when they're all together, it's these full page spreads. There was a lot of really big like spreads in this, a lot of big art where they were really like having yeah. all the characters, you know, doing something at the same time. And it actually almost became jarring for the last few pages where we just returned to normal sequential story. It, it did because it, it sort of self stale so much, and they get the the what is it, the sunstone, uh, which ball of Ra. Oh, there ball you go, the ball of Ra. There it's you not go, Kryptonian, and the. They use that to close the portal. The you know the bad guy tries to come out and get to them, and you know there's actually a really really old school looking page of terrific holding it above his head. It is very like sixties. Like I, I, what's the what's the what's the famous front cover I'm I'm picturing here? Is someone holding something above their head like that? I don't know, but it's very Kirby. It just reminds me of like He Man, you know, holding the sword up. Oh yeah, I, I can uh, see that. Maybe I'm thinking yeah, of Star Wars. Maybe I'm thinking of Luke on the first Star Wars poster with the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. 
so they do that. But what I really want to talk about, because obviously there's some fun action with them finding each other, the, the Plastic Man constructs, and the get out. I want to talk about the, the real big bad that appears at the end, because we get these, uh, the, like, these like, evil T-spheres showing up, right? Do you know what the worst part is? is uh-huh. I knew where this was going from the very first panel of the book. Like, yep. I go, okay, I see what you're doing there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, the real villain shows up. He's got a hood. Uh, he's not green, but he's got a hood. Although his text is green. I noticed that. His text is green. And he says, I am, wait for it, Dr. Dread. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, first page, the very first panel, you see, like, the like the, the metal mask. <clears throat> and, and, you know, watching the monitors. I'm like, okay, so, so we're getting a Dr. Doom. Uh huh. I I didn't think they were gonna name him so similar. Because I think we joked that he'd be like Doctor or or it'd be a different word. It wouldn't be Doctor. It'd be like Professor. Uh, something being with P, you know, or yeah, yeah, Professor Plunder. Yeah, there you go. Or or Colonel Carnage or something. I don't know. Like they'd pick a different thing, but it'd be alliteration. But no, not only did they pick Doctor, they still named him something again D after that. I was really, I was shocked. <laughs> I was and, shocked. And, and Dread and Doom are basically the same thing. I actually started yeah. laughing really hard at this page. That This made me laugh in like a, I think it's a very intentional laugh. I don't think they, they, they do this thinking, oh, no one's going to notice this is Doctor Doom because everyone knows this is the, the, the Fantastic Four DC, right? But I think this was an intentional laugh you were supposed to get out of this and I, I laughed hard. I, I kind of hope he's just dealt with in like one issue and they've never seen yeah. it because because I like this being the Fantastic Four thing but I thought this might have been a step too far well, I don't they, think I really needed this they even, yeah, they even yeah. joke someone says his name's lame I think it's uh, it's, uh, it's terrific he says plastic, it's gotta be plastic man no it's just terrific no no it's terrific I, I, you know, I just said probably uh, sounds like a plastic he says Doc Dread pathetic name uh, and the final page is that we're actually in an alternate yeah, universe which is maybe why Rex is back to normal here, um, and he's, he's going to take care of Tom Strong, and that's you know we're, we're tying in the Tom Strong stuff. We're coming back round to that, and what's going on with that stuff? Yes, um, we're, we're in Millennium City. There you go, Millennium City. To the little caption box that says next. Um, which is obviously not is not in the main DCU. We're we're, we're jumping over somewhere, yeah. right? So uh, yeah. that, that's fun. So no, I, I have a lot of fun with this book. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of light on plot per issue. But I'm always having a blast with whatever weird situation they're in and just kind of going with the flow. Yeah, the, these last couple of issues have felt particularly light given that they've been playing up that uh, that format with them yeah. separated with the four panels. So it means there's a, a lot less room for story progression. Yeah. Um, I think this will be one of these great trades, though, that reads like it just flows really well. This first trade is going to be like such an easy read when you get your hands on it, I think. Um, no, the art's great. Obviously, obviously we've done from... We're, we're in Bennett still here. Uh, as opposed to Shainer. But it's still pretty yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's still, you know, bright and bold and everything else you want from it. Yeah, I prefer this over... Who, who did we have at first? Uh, Reese. Uh, it was Reese. Yeah, yeah, I prefer this over him. Yeah, I, me too. For this book, I do too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, okay, well, great, because Matt's looking annoyed that we're still talking about it. Um... <laughs> no, I just... There's nothing wrong with this book. I just... I don't enjoy it anymore. It's just... it's. When, when it's packed, if this was on another week where I don't have as much to read, but you know, but you're getting your just... Tom Strong stuff next, Matt. Yeah, and that's why I'm that's why I'm sticking along. 
It's because had Tom Strong not been mentioned, that, I would have been like, all right, well, I'll just read this and trade later. That sounded way you know? more negative than I was expecting when I was making a joke about I'm looking upset. We're talking about it. I, like, uh, no, I, I do get the sentiment that Matt's on about though. It's it's fine. It's just, it's a fun little book. It's yeah. I think it's gone a little bit too far with the Fantastic Four stuff now with this with the uh, with Doctor Dread. Oh, I think that's fair. But, it's, a, it's a fair complaint. Although it did make me laugh a lot, so I'm I'm letting it go for now. That's fair. But uh, ultimately, I, I, I think I, I get what Matt's saying that. On a busy week, this feels like oh okay, one more thing, right? Where you're not getting that much out of it. It feels like a speed bump. Like it's like yeah, that's fine, but I got other stuff. So I would go with speed bump. I was looking forward to this more than I was some other books, but you know. Yeah, but you're weird. Taste and you're, stuff. You're our own Doctor Dread. There's <laughs> probably like all three or four books I'd cut before I got to this one. Um. Not that, not that I want to cut any, to, just to be clear. Uh, so let's get to ratings then for Terrifics number six. Connor? Uh, it's a seven. Matt? That's a seven. Eight out of ten for me. I don't know, I'm, I'm having a blast. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to say. Bright, bright, bold, big and pulpy, I don't know, I'm into it. Um, so, we'll move on then. We'll move on then to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 49, Robert Venditti on the writing, Rafa Sandoval, and Sergio Fernandez Davila on the art. So, you two read this, take it away. What's happening with this whole Dark Stars go, nonsense? Go, go, go ahead, Connor, because the last two I've had to do. Oh, you have, haven't you? Those That's a good point. You missed the last two issues of this. Poor Matt's been having I missed the last two. I know I missed the last one. I, I missed one before that as well. Maybe then I lost... Lo- Maybe I missed the one before that. Yeah, because I did but one I... on my own as well. Okay. So it's, it's well, been it's... a while since we've both been here. Yeah, so you do, go ahead and take the lead. Yeah, so we're you know right towards the end now. You know, this is 49 out of 50. Mm-hmm. And this is you know the, the Dark Stars are attacking, so it's, okay, what's the plan? Uh, all, all the allies are assembled and you know ready to fight. And Hal and Hammond go inside to the controller's mind, uh, you know, the, the, the hive of where they are. Because that's what you know keeps them all connected, and that's where I believe yep. that's where we ended last issue with them getting. Yeah, it was. So we basically just have Hal being like, "Hey, Hector, take over them, just shut them down." And uh, it's like, do you, th- "Do you think you can manage that?" There's like seven of them, Great. and he's like, "Please, done already." Yeah, I am the god. I am the god brain. This he does nothing. like saying that, doesn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's becoming a bit of a joke. But so he takes them out, and you have the other groups. They're still surrounded by the Dark Stars, but because their mental link has been severed, it's like they return home. Yeah, they're not strong anymore. Like that was their strength. They can teleport wherever. Yeah, exactly. And so with that, they all teleport back to to the controller's home world. Um, Because they're just calling it the Dark Star base. So. Um, but we get some fun moments with, with Guy and Kyle. Um, like, he goes, I purposely didn't say anything that time, Rainer, and still things got worse. You know? So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I had a blast out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and John's still, like, quarterbacking this. Yeah, he's, he's um, pulling off his plan, shooting in this yeah. thing that shuts him down, whatever it was. It's a bit vague, to be honest. Yeah, it's very vague. But um, we had a great... Uh, image of of tomar 2 coming into to hal and hector and yeah. <laughs> hal just gives him the the batman guy gardener treatment just 
big, huge, which, which is funny because I think last week you were talking about Hal's, uh, all those constructs just being things that something you hit, to hit with. Something with, yeah. And this, it's literally like a left hand of doom, which is a right hand of doom, like from uh, Hellboy. It's just this big fist yeah. that says crash on it. Um, which yeah. I just thought. So re- reading this after remembering you saying that really gave me a laugh. It's just this that that's final. Like you know, I remember at the start of this run, I kept saying, "And Ditty does not get Hal." No. But over over the course of it, I've come around, and or maybe he's just you know finally figured it out. Yeah. But this here, it's like, yeah, okay, that's Hal. Like, in, in yeah, Hal. Hal's the one that wings it. Like we all say, Gardner does that, but Gardner really isn't. Gardner will rush in head first without even thinking. Yeah. But Hal's like, how am I gonna do this? All right, cool. I'll just punch it, and then, <laughs> and, and basically what he does. But so yeah, we get the the Green Lanterns looking triumphant over the Dark Stars because basically they're all shut down now. Like. Yeah, and they come charging in. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I had a cough. I thought you were going to talk more. Sorry, I um, thought you were in the middle of a sentence. I, was, I, I thought no. my sound had cut out. No, 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 that was me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, the Dark Stars, they're limited. Uh, Kilowog's wiping them up. You have um, Arkillo taking some out. Like, it's great. It's good to see, like, there's still. actually... Yeah, there's actually unity amongst the galaxy from Venditti's run. All of these things that have been problems from the yellow core trying to, to you know, team up with the greens to... Um, Orion and the New Gods to Zod. Yeah, like everything has come to a head here. I think I, and... I say it's really telling that the the split with the Yellows is that fractured that only Archelos here, and yeah, it says a lot about his relationship with Guy that you know that that, that he's here despite all of it. Yep. I want a Tango and Cash book with Gardner and Archelo. Just a mini. It's gonna be even just four issues. I'll like... read the hell out of that. Give them that because they're not supposed to be teaming up. Because even Arkello had said when he shows up, if the other yellows know that I'm with you, like that's the end of it. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, so they're all ready to make that last stand against the Dark Stars. And it just, it's an all out war. And you have um, Tomar 2 and, and Hal lunging at each other. Yeah. Because Hal's going to defeat him and bring him in the proper way because and, justice isn't murder. And this brings me to my biggest problem with the book is the way it ends. It, so it has this, this gorgeous double page spread, you know, Hal on one side and, and, yep. and Tomer on the other. And then that feels like a final page sort of thing. And then you cut to the next page, which is the actual, you know, the credits page. And yep. you have uh, the, those two in the background and the other core members just, you know, fighting you know, Dark Stars in the mm-hmm. foreground. And that's it. There's no dialogue on that page. It's just, you know, last charge, part two, disrupted. Credits at the bottom. And I feel yeah. like it's a page too much. Like they were like, oh, went... we, we didn't know what to do here. Well, even even though like he knew he was ending with fifty, you would assume, right? So you couldn't. Why does this have to be a part two? Why did he have to start with three issues to go, do one last? Because three it, page no, it, I think the last one from like forty-one to fifty is like mm-hmm. three three-issue arcs. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. But it's like one big thing, like all, all the dark right. star stuff. Yeah. Um, right. But I, I just I don't understand. Like it's, I think it's that double page spread actually that's the problem. As yeah. gorgeous as it is, if you take that out, it flows into you, them charging at each other at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. Still, uh, you know, a, a zoomed in version, but yeah. it's still there. And then you have the rest of the core in the foreground. Uh, that double page spread just kills the flow right at the end of the issue. Yeah, uh, it's a shame. Yes, and we had we had two artists this time. 
too. Yeah. So I'm sure it was Sandoval and Davila. So I don't know. Maybe that came into play, you know. But yeah, no, I agree with you. Although Hal does look pretty cool, where he says you never question the will of Hal Jordan. Well, that's the thing. It's a fantastic image. Yeah. Like just taking it out of context, it's gorgeous. But yeah. it, it just ruins the flow, and it, right right at the end, and it just it feels like this this weird misstep. But I'm hopeful for issue fifty. Um, yeah. I'm shocked that I'm gonna miss this book. Uh, weirdly. Yeah, I mean, because it is Venditti, and he he, yeah. he did have a point of view. You know, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that more in two weeks when we get to the 50. Yeah. But, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, we're getting Morrison and yeah. Wait, Sharp. Yeah. Actually, so. we never mentioned during the news that Green Lanterns is ending uh, Yeah. with a shoot, right, whatever yeah. it is, in October. Um, which, because actually one of the things I was joking about is when we found out, okay, we're getting GLC replaced with Green Lantern featuring Hal Jordan by Morrison and Sharp. I'm like... It's kind of weird to have a book called Green Lantern at the same time as a book called Green Lanterns. They're very similar. So it right. makes sense this is get, uh, that's getting, uh, at the very least, relaunched with a new number one. I mean, I have no idea if we're just going to like change the name and have Abnet still write it. Because that could be what's happening. You mean Jurgens? Or Jurgens, sorry, right. not Abnet. Um, Abnet's on the next book we're talking about. That's what's <laughs> in my head. Yeah, I, but see, I understood what you were saying. I yeah. knew you meant Jurgens. Yeah. So I don't know if like he's still going to be writing that, which I kind of hope he is because I've been liking his, his you know his two or three issues so far. I've really enjoyed, so I hope he still yeah, is. I I would hope so. I I feel like just call it Greenland because uh, you know we've been saying for the, you know this arc that that's, that we've been reading you know two or three issues whatever it is that it it feels like a, just a Greenland and core book now. Yeah. And I feel just just start it again. You know, give us a number one. Call it Greenland and core. Put Jurgens on it. Problem solved. Yeah. Unless they have some other plan, where there's another team ready to go or whatever, Just, but uh, I mean, right. the the fact is that's ending in October, but we, you know, there could be just a new number one in in November. We just haven't got that yet because solicits aren't out for that. Yeah, and if it's not like an actual, if if it is just literally the book's been renamed at number one, they wouldn't make a big fuss about that in advance. That would just be maybe the, a few days before the solicits at most, but not like oh, there's a new yeah, Green Lantern well, book coming. Well, They'll probably promote it near the time as, oh, you know, fresh jumping on point. Yeah. But ultimately, it will be. It could still be just, oh, it, it's still just Dan Jurgens, you know, doing more, yeah. more of what he's been doing. So, uh, rate, rate, uh, GLC, uh, before we move on. Connor? GLC? Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, what's, what's GLC? <laughs> GLC. GLC, that's what I said. You said he's J. a J. I said G, goddammit. Anyway, Connor, oh, rate it. Uh, it's a seven point five. The, the ending just just knocks it down a touch. And JLC would be yep, Justice League of China, of course, just for the record. But I mean, uh... of course, of course, uh, Matt. Missed that book. Uh, yeah, seven point five. Cool. All right, that'll take us on to Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number six. We're doing this first because it does say in Aquaman to read this one first. So we'll we'll do them in order. Uh, I don't imagine this will be a long conversation because uh, obviously it's written by Dan Abnett, art by Alan Medina. This is basically the the, the trial by combat. This is uh, Orm and Mira fighting, and the winner, uh, you know, because in, in Zebel's eyes will be the the ruler of Atlantis, and the, you know, and if Mira wins, she can take the army with her to go and help Arthur and uh, Atlantis fight Wrath. And yeah, it's mostly that fight, and it's uh, Mira uh, kind of getting her ass kicked until she summons enough strength to, uh, to overcome the the very things that should be killing her, and she ends up being beating Orm, and that's the issue. <laughs> much 
Yeah, much to the chagrin of most of the people of Zebel, not the people per se, but she really only has her old trainer in her corner. But her grandma's going against her. Um, Narius is going against her. Yeah, it, it, you know it, they all want her to win. It kind of turns so, out at the end, though, that her grandmother was like, "No, I pushed you in this direction because I wanted you to like rebel against me because that's the the Zebel way." Yeah, no, like, I oh. think I think grandma's full of it. I oh, feel so grandma's fair. just she's a bandwagon, like. She she very much reminds me. You don't watch Thrones, but she very much reminds me of of Tywin Lannister, to where she's just like, oh no, I I knew you were gonna do that. That's why I gave you adversity to make mm. you stronger. And it's like, no, no, you didn't. You beat it. I'm the queen of Atlantis now, so like, yeah. let's go. I did like how that she she had a bunch of tricks up her sleeve. Like we all know, Orm's the Ocean Master, right? He's got that scepter that can. Uh, you know, it can channel the storms of the seas and whatnot. But, you know, she uses her aquakinesis. She uses the the animals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Zebel. You know, she pulls a little bit Which, of Which, to be fair, are only, she's all... are only there because they're trying a dirty trick to, like, fix the fight against her. Right? Yeah. Right, exactly. So so she, much like John Cena, she overcomes all the odds <laughs> and kicks out it too. And then she takes, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she locks Orm up. Orm at the end of this says, hey, yep. can you at least go back to the surface to my new family? After he's already said to her, oh no, uh, my my rule's more important than they are. Uh, he basically dismisses yep. them and then he wants to go back after he's lost and she's like, no, you're, 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 you're being arrested. You're going to jail. Yeah. Um, yep. Chula, she basically like, you played yourself. Yeah. Ch- Chula, and you can go and tell them and that's a really sad little panel when she goes to tell uh, the, the, oh. the woman and child uh, that he's not the coming family. back. Uh yeah. But obviously, I mean, he tried to sell off his sister as a as a wife to to you know. Yeah, the king. he's not a good person. No, he's not. Arms, yeah, like, are, arms a shithead. I'm curious <laughs> to see how Patrick Wilson plays him in in the movie, because because early on in John's run, we saw like yeah, he's this leader, but mm. ultimately he means well and he's gonna do what's best for Atlantis. Versus here now that he's only driven about himself, so I wonder how much they'll play up that uh, in the movie. So I like that dynamic that, that just here he let it go to his head. Yeah. You know, he just probably should have stayed on dry land and he would have been better off. So but no, I like it. And and she uh takes the scepter because his scepter breaks, right? Like or she she confiscates it. She confiscates it, yeah. Because when she shows up in Aquaman, yeah. she's got his scepter. Um She's got the scepter. This was an enjoyable enough little mini. It, it's kind of like it's a decent little add on, but it's also very skippable if you don't want to bother. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's what, that's I, I, what I can verify to that. Yes. Yeah, that's what kind of upset me. Where I go to read Aquaman this week, and it says read Mara first, and I was like, okay, I get that. Normally, I would have read Mara first, anyways, because of how they, you know, wait, did Aquaman? No, Aquaman always came out first. Yeah, I was always yeah, week three. Aquaman so, got pushed to this week. That's what, yeah, I, that's I, I, I think that's why it got pushed. Yeah. Probably because Mira is supposed yeah. to happen first. But ultimately, nothing that happens like with it, like even if Worm had won. And we see Orm riding in. It doesn't change Aquaman that much, you know. Well, yeah, like, but if Aquaman, if Aquaman had come out last week and we'd read that, we'd know Mira won. Yeah. So that's why they delayed it. Right. But you'd expect Mira to win anyway, right? It's well, you book. would. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you. you, but, but you, you I'm it, talking. It's kind of like. Um, you know, that's just fiction, though. Like, you know, the good guy's probably going to win at the end, but you go through the motions of trying yeah. to pretend that they're not going to win. <laughs> Yeah, but my, my main thing with that is in Aquaman, like, yeah, it's cool to see Mera writing in and we know how her story ends, 
But even if they had gone the other direction where uh, she, you know, Orm wins and Orm comes riding in with the forces of Zebel, hmm. it's basically she's just showing up as the cavalry, you know? Yeah. So I think I think this, I, I, this I don't se- think they needed to push Aquaman. Is my point. Yeah, the series as a whole, I, I think it was fine. It was perfectly enjoyable. I don't know if it necessarily lived up to what the first couple of issues kind of like set it up as because ultimately no. just, it ultimately just became this trial by combat uh, at Zebel. When I thought it was going to do more than that, so that's a it, bit it, of a shame. But it 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 was a nice piece on Zebel though because I feel like we don't you know yeah. now we kind of know that culture and why it's so different from Atlantis. Um. But yeah, no, it's fine. It, more Mera. We all know how I stand on, on yeah. red-headed characters, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Aggressively yes. so. Put, put a, Aggressively so. Put a 24-7 uh, guard around uh, Amber Heard as basically what you're saying. Uh, no, that's fine. She, yeah, nah. It, it, that, that red doesn't even look real, so it does, doesn't no. count. Okay, fine. No. Put, put, maintain the 24-7 guard on Jessica Chastain and leave it there. That's resources better better spent. yes uh, yeah. so so yeah so ratings Matt what would you give it uh, so this was a solid 7.5 yeah I'd probably go with straight 7 like, I, I think it was fine uh, but it was mostly that one fight the, the trial of the combat um, yeah and yeah perfectly fine but nothing super memorable um, so which will take us on naturally to Aquaman number 38 Dan Abnett writing Ricardo Federici on the art uh, rounding out this arc obviously Mira and the army show up to help save the day later on although Aquaman does get the final blow I actually quite like yeah. that moment where he's like why are you smiling and Aquaman just stabs him with like half a trident you know like his trident's broke Yeah, just through the eye um, and he doesn't even kill him he's like no you're, you're part of the ninth train now like you, you've lost the power of the, yeah. the, the, the deep dark abyss whatever it's called and the dark abysmal there you go and now you're yeah. just a, a monster and you're just going to have to live with that and so he wanders off into the nine to, to do that and Mira's <sighs> there um, and Sweet Moment with Dolphin I thought as well where we're, you know, they're kind of down and out and things are looking quite bad like so I know that, that Arthur and Mira are destined to be together mm-hmm. she's the queen of Atlantis he's the rightful throne you know whatever but I'm not going to lie I wouldn't mind if, if Arthur and, and Dolphin had a little thing. So I like Dolphin a lot. And I don't want her to go away. Oh, I, yeah, I guess you say I ship Dolphin and, and Arthur. Yeah, you know? I, we have to hope the Connick keeps Dolphin around because Dolphin is a good addition to the cast. Um, yeah. I, I think I have to... Uh, but she, she comes in and... Go ahead. I was going to say, I think I have to uh, commend it, especially since the issue 25, arguably before then, but I, I think the supporting cast of the books really blossomed. Like, like I know that, you know, the, the Widowhood, Ondine, uh, Volko, um, I feel like I've got like a really wide berth of characters from different points. Yeah. King Shark's there, and there's... Yeah. Yeah. Abnett really did build another world, yeah. like, that's here true. in Atlantis, so that's cool. I also love that scene with Dolphin where it looks like that Arthur's he's all jacked up, but then she goes and lays on him and holds his hand. Like it's a nice tender like moment. It shows their relationship from from even that point where she, she became a character. Uh, and then Mother Satya doing her like from Rogue One, I'm one with the force, the force is with me to to um the bad guy. I'm drawing a blank on his name, to Raph. Yeah, like she's like you're you're not coming in here. Great, great Neptune, protect. Says protect and vouchsafe this your servant. Great Neptune, protect, and she just keeps saying it, and it works out. 
Like, it's great. But I automatically thought of, of Shiro Emway and Yeah. Do you know what um, I really liked? I liked it when you, they were killing the, the Dark Abysmal and um as it was leaving, you could hear his voice streaming in, like, no, no, I don't want to leave, where will I go? Like, it was basically yeah. scared, and I thought that was a really interesting idea, that it was yeah. scared to leave Wrath, and that it was worried about where it was going. Yeah. I think, uh, too little, too late. Uh, for me, like, I, I'm enjoying the book still. Um, this arc, less so. I think that once Wrath just became the big, dark, abysmal monster, this arc kind of oh, lost yeah. me a bit, I'll I mean, be honest. None of us really liked that he just became a monster, but once he became a yeah. monster... The monster typically looked yeah. really good in the art, and so it was like. No, it did, but yeah. it, it's just it's been less interesting to me as a whole since that stuff. Um, and and you know he now it's doing stuff with the dark abysmal, but it kind of doesn't matter now. Yeah, if they'd explored that a no, little bit but... earlier, I think that'd have been interesting. But I, I do like the idea though that he's actually clinging. He was desperate to you know keep hold of him because otherwise, where do he, where does he go? I'd I'd have liked to have seen some of that stuff before he became the big monster. And then, it, then this would have felt justified. Now I was like, "Oh, it actually has a personality." Okay. But see, I oh, like Matt, that because Matt, like Matt, when... Matt, 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 <laughs> mate. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, Matt. As you were saying. But see, I I like that because I like when writers can take something that maybe they they didn't have time to develop, but that someone else later can. I feel Morrison does that. He'll drop these little seeds, like Professor Pig. Right, we only got Morrison using Professor Pig like once or twice, but he showed up in Nightwing or he showed up in Batwoman, you know. Yeah. So I feel like in a future Aquaman arc or even any other character, Justice League Dark, we could get the Abysmal Dark coming back, you know. And, and it's hmm. there's precedent there for it. That make a lot of sense. I'm just reading it. it's ab- abyssal dark. Abyssal dark. Whatever. There you go. Before people correct us in yeah. the comments. Yeah, abyssal, yeah, because they'll, they'll be there. Yeah, yeah. abyssal dark. Oh, also, it makes more sense, you know. Abyss. Yeah. yeah, abyss. Did Did anyone else kind of feel pity for for Wrath there at the end? Or is that just no. Frederici's art? I mean, no, it was, like, it was, I think it was in the art. Like the way he was sort of like it was it was like Quasimodo like going into the yeah. shadows. I, yeah. No, I, I think I was supposed to, but I didn't. Uh, I kind of did. I was kind of like, well. Oh, he's he's a big ugly monster guy now. He doesn't have any power. He needs a hug. Like, <laughs> well, you can hug him if you want, Matt. I'm going to stay over here. I not with that not with that tentacle arm. No way. Like octopuses freak me out, but that tentacle arm can stay away from me. But what's wrong with octopuses? Oh, they're gross, dude. And I just don't I don't like them. I don't like jellyfish. Anything without a backbone that just kind of like yeah, no. Nah. Okay. Yeah, eels. I don't like eels. Okay. Weird. They have backbones, okay. but yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Death Shifter, but I think um, it was kind of the typical resolution that we could have expected, and didn't really necessarily do anything surprising. Uh, but it isn't necessarily a bad thing. But barring the last like two pages. Yeah. Okay, barring the last two pages, where Arthur raises Atlantis uh, to sea level. Yeah, I think my my one problem with this is he talks about oh this is because of the 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 wish he made in metal. So yeah, why why is this happening now? This feels really random as to be happening at this moment. Cause um, well the dark. So as I understood it, the abyssal dark was pulling Atlantis down, right? Now that it's no longer there, whatever magic properties is is gonna raise Atlantis back up. But I feel like Arthur, whatever that wish was in metal, 
he's feeling responsible for it. So I don't necessarily think that. Yeah, I think he's interpreting raised. it as the wish he made when he mm-hmm. was in metal, but not that's not actually what did this. No. Okay, that's fair enough then. Yeah, I think that was him trying to make sense of it, and he's like, I mean, it's kind of like, oh. let's, say, let's say I get what I want in a week's time, and it's like, oh, I, I made that worse on my birthday cake. I don't actually think that because I made the worst of the birthday cake. Yeah, yeah, but to be fair, there's a difference between blowing out some candles and wearing some magic metal and, and saving the world. So, so Comics. that panel right there, uh-huh. he looks like Thor. He proper does, doesn't he? Like, oh. I, I have to keep reminding myself this is Aquaman because Superman's cape comes in behind him mm-hmm. and it looks like... Not not Thor. to tangent a little yeah. bit, but I've been playing some God of War on the PS4 yeah. and Very I encountered good. a statue at one point because... I was streaming this, and someone, a fan of the show, said, uh, Matt would probably love this game. And I was like, yeah, I probably would. And then literally, like, two minutes later, a I giant, ca- statue a giant statue of Thor appears. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, my my younger brother already gave me the rundown of that game, because when it came to the Norse mythology, uh-huh. he wanted to have a leg up on the game. So he started throwing all these names, and I was explaining stuff to him, like the Midgard Serpent, and you know, Laufey and all of this other stuff. Um, no, from what it sounds, it sounds like it's a game that I would love. I just wish I had time for it. Hmm. Um, yeah, just, it yeah. popped out of my head because you mentioned Thor. And I was like, damn, yeah, the yeah. Thor statue. Um, Apparently Kratos yells boy. Is it boy? Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot. A lot. Oh. Like a ridiculous amount. Boy, yeah. it, actually, there was a one point where you can't find them, and you're literally just pressing the square button to you know yell "boy," and all I could think was "Jason, Jason, I, I, Jason." I, I, no, I, I thought that as well when I played that bit, and I I feel like that was intentional, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe it was. But it felt like a joke at that at, the, at that expense. Maybe, maybe it was. Uh, I also I can't help but he- hear boy like that and think of Phantasm because that's something the tall man calls the the main character in the first movie a lot. He's like <sighs> you boy. Does that? that. You, see, you didn't see Phantasm, Matt. Um, I do. Maybe you should add that to Overload one time so I can finally see it. I mean, Tim did it on the screams. Sorry. Ah, uh, damn it. We did all five of them, and there's highs, <sighs> there's high points, and there's low points. Uh, just like Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Look at that, it's about oh, right. Uh, it's interesting. All right. We know we're going to a, a little crossover next month with uh, Ackerman mm-hmm. and Suicide yes. Squad. It's called Sync Atlantis. Yeah, so. which makes more sense no now. For guessing what the aim is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Wouldn't it be interesting if it, if it stuck around like this for a while? Yeah. It would be way more interesting. But uh, um, I, I also feel like I'm not mad at that crossover because Waller would definitely want to lay claim to Atlantis now that it's above the waves. Can I just say, so, I am getting the best breeze through my window that I have ever, like, I've had in, like, two months. It is so good. Oh, yeah, I, I had that when I was when I was walking home from work, and there was a storm coming it's... in, and it was just, oh, so, uh, it was cool air. It was thunder and lightning last night, so, you know. Yeah. Proper, proper, screw this summer oh, heat, yeah. it's coming to an end, finally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so right now, oh, let me convert it to, to your guys' funny numbers. I mean, um, the proper numbers. Yeah, funny. Whatever. Where zero is freezing and a hundred's boiling. Cause nice and simple. Yeah. Well, right now where I'm at, it's forty-three Celsius. So. <laughs> I, 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 Get away I from me, you dead. monster! My 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 window. I'm feeling my window right now, and it is it is hot. I it's... I I think I'd actually be dead. Yeah, you'd be like a vampire in that heat. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. would become Zatanna's dad. 
Yes, yes. Yes. Swinging it all back around again. All right. Yeah, so, right. what would we rate that's Aquaman? Right. Yeah, that's, that's oh, look at that. Me and Matt on the same page. Connor. Uh, I give it a seven point five. It's it's fine. We're doing what it's supposed to. Matt. So I liked a lot of the character beats more than necessarily the plot. So I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, I will go with seven point five as well. I I think it was perfectly good. I think it was better than the mirror issue. Um, had some better art and sweeter moments. Um. But ultimately, didn't wow me. I guess and some some of the art, mm-hmm. some of this like run has wowed me here or there. So uh, yeah. it's not out of the question to maybe expect it or want it. Uh, but hey, so that that is Aquaman. That'll take us on to the Silencer number seven. Dan Abnet writing again. That three Dan Abnet books in a row. What, what, he's having a week. Uh, and then Victor Bogdanovich yes. on the art. Uh, just minor note here: the Silencer is going to be on Arrow next season. They 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 fast tracked that. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, other note, I do believe uh, we didn't mention the solicits earlier, but I, I think we're getting a different artist. For oh, maybe that's when it's time for me to jump on. <laughs> what you really don't like Bogdanovich that much? Oh, it's Bogdanovich now. Sorry, I forgot it was. It's not JJR anymore. It's been Bogdanovich since issue four, Matt. Come on now. Yeah, I know. Oh, so for there's, what, there's, issues? With with this issue, there was officially more Bogdanovich yeah. than there was JJR. This is the fourth Bogdanovich issue, Matt. In fact, not only that, okay, cool. the, the, the kid in it's got a, a new Superman toy and he's flying it around and it's like, oh, Bogdanovich oh. is doing a new Superman again. Like that. Yeah. Um, oh, so we're saying, so you mean he's got a Keenan Kong toy? Yeah. Not, when you said a new Superman toy, I thought he just got like a brand new and it's Superman. <laughs> Why would uh, I say it like that? <laughs> I don't know. You're like, oh, he got a new Superman toy. I don't know if that was a thing. Anyways, so oh we're going Silencer. Yeah, Silencer. Well, so this is a fun issue. So, um, basically after she's killed Talia we open like a nightmare scene where she's like having nightmares of killing Talia again and is, 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 is eating at her and but, but do you oh. know what? before you even talk about what the issue is mm-hmm. you know what you're getting from the front cover because it has okay. a caption on the bottom of the front cover that says fly hard with a vengeance that is a fantastic caption because this is silencer. She's so I last issue set up that she wants to go to this, this theme park with her you know her husband and son um because it's right near where the Lazarus pit is that Talia will be going to and she wants to put an end to Talia once and for all so the the theme park trips a cover for her to sneak off and go do this this entire issue is set in the plane though on the way there and it's basically they're in a plane the two assassins we met last time the creepy kid and the 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 older woman uh the cradle and grave grave and cradle yeah yeah um and basically, our son mentions, oh, you know, it's good to see that that boy survived and that he's going on the same trip as us. And she's like, what? And she looks back and she recognizes him. She's like, oh, that's Cradle and Grave. She knows who they are. And it turns out they're actually like, super mech, like mech, or, or not mechanoids, but uh, what's, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like Deus Ex, cybernetic, cybernetic enhancements, augments, augs. Right, okay. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. basically lots of robot parts and they morph into different things once they get into a fight. But basically the issue is she goes back and they're near the bathroom. She goes into the bathroom and she gets her, gets her suit on, which is like nanotech. And then she does her like, you know, sphere of silence. And she has to try and fight these two at the back of the plane without anyone ever knowing it's happening in her bubble of silence. And that is the, the goal of the issue. Eventually the villains actually put a hole in the plane and we get turbulence and everyone's freaking out. And then I love how at the end she comes out of the bathroom after she's dealt with it and she's like, you know, it turns out her suit can do a lot more fancy stuff that I didn't know about actually, uh, where it can kind of like uh, mend and um, fuse uh, I, things together. I'm not sure if that was just the suit or if she pulled something else off, like cause okay. it, she's holding something, she's spraying that stuff. 
That's fair. But it does look like the thing that her suit. You know, you know when she activates her suit with the nanotech. Yeah. It does look like that circle thing that she's holding there. Yeah. Uh, so and she keeps telling to do stuff and like sort of withstand certain things. But she comes out of the bathroom at the end and her her Sevy's like, "Oh, that was crazy for a second when I was in the bathroom. What you know? What was going on? Uh, playing all dumb." So. Th- I don't know what it is, but it was the same with that Batgirl issue. Whenever there's an issue set entirely on a plane, and there's some kind of like just crisis in the airplane, where they have to deal with it, it usually makes for a fun action sequence, a fun action issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this was a fun issue. Yeah, I was into it. I was having a blast. I thought Cradle and Grave were fun villains. Um, yep. And obviously we end with just this idea that there's a bunch of different like uh, crime lords and assassins coming Something. to yeah. you know deal with stuff, uh, Leviathan members and whatnot. Yeah. <coughs> so... You know, uh, so it teases the the the, the sort of like the, the all the people. It's basically like a almost like a gold rush to get to Talia, while she's like down. Yeah, that, that's that's where they go. Obviously, they're going to yeah. where, where Talia is going to be taken for the Lazarus Pit, and that's why uh, Craven Gradle were following her. It's like, well, we've already got the info on her, so we can get that bounty. But if we follow her to Talia and get that location, we'll get way more money. So yeah, that that's why they were doing that. Yeah, so you know, uh, it's pretty cool and I'm hitting things uh, so that was a fun issue that was a fun issue uh, I, oh, I like what it's set up and it's good action so uh, what'd you rate it uh, I just I just checked the solicits by the way uh, issue oh. 10 which is that one uh, it's uh, Patrick Zercher ooh who I'm a fan of so I'm, Hi, I'm, I'm excited for that um, but as, as for this issue uh, it's a straight 8 a lot of fun cool um, yeah I think I'd agree with that 8 out of 10 so there you go that is the final book of the week which means we're on to picking our favourite stuff of the week which you, is you, know, you don't want to hear why you shouldn't read Teen Titans oh that's right yes I forgot Matt it wasn't on the yeah, list yeah, that's yeah. right so last minute little insert here 30 seconds yeah. Matt how is Teen Titans number 22 so it's not it's it's not bad but it's it's not versions of these characters I want to read they're all very angsty except for Roundhouse Who's essentially um, the kid from Deadpool 2. Like he's very okay. self-aware and wisecracking. Um, and he came from from YouTube. He is a YouTube star. So I'm wondering if Sideways, well, or or YouTube, whatever the DC equivalent is. Yeah, yeah. And Kid Flash brought him onto the team. And Jin's there, and she's you know magical or and cares for cats and and whatever. But they take out. Baron or Brother Blood, and uh, turns out Damien's not killing people like he did in the, the that special one shot. Mm-hmm. But he he basically took one of Batman's safe houses offline, and is now running it as his own private prison. And he's got Onomatopoeia, he's got Brother Blood, he's got Black Mask, and uh, funnily enough, you mentioned uh, the Atomic Skull. Atomic Skull was there too. Oh, okay. So, all right, yeah, it's. So I was reading this because I love Emmy, uh, and I used to love uh, Wallace, but um, Wallace isn't even written as the same here. He's not as angsty as he was in Flash, um, but he's still kind of like, oh, I don't trust adults. And Emmy just, she feels off. So I don't think I might pick up the next issue, but probably not, especially if it's a huge week like this. Yeah, which it probably will be because it'll be week four again next uh, month. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's fair. What would you rate it, Matt, then? Hmm. It was, at best, a 6.5. I mean, art's fine, but it's not great. And the story, like... Oh, I didn't even touch on Lobo's daughter, who's completely annoying. (laughs) Who, like... 
the new characters just kind of don't work, and I know what they're doing. They're trying to do what they did with New Teen Titans by interjecting these new characters because Roundhouse feels very Beast Boy and uh, Jin feels very Raven, you know? So kind of feels like why don't you just use those characters, right? Yeah, right? Like, so, you know, and just Damien being like, I'm just going to do it my way. I feel like we've, we've moved on past that Damien, you know, especially with him working with, with John and, yeah. and, you know, and Super Sons. Like, it just... You definitely wouldn't want John hanging out with this group of kids, because then he'd start acting all emo. He'd cut his bangs, like you just don't want that. Yeah, now you don't. Oh god, don't don't need an emo John. I remember no, when I know. wanted John to join the Teen Titans, and no, not oh, so me much. Too. Yeah. This isn't this isn't the same person. He doesn't even have the same vibe. Like even though a lot of the character, I mean, Damien's the same, and you know they, they, they can keep Wallace. Uh, let's yeah. let's get Emmy back. Yeah. Damien will get somewhere else, I'm sure. Well, yeah, and Damien has ups and downs. It all really depends on who's writing him. Yeah, but he's he's popular enough that he's guaranteed yeah. to show up somewhere else. Yeah, of course. So, all right. Well, well let's let's yeah. move on to favorite stuff of the week, which is you know best panel slash moment, best cover, best artist, and top five books. And this week is actually a lot of books to pick from, so we all have a, a bit of a decision making to go. Uh, so, starting with best panel slash moment, Matt. Oh man, put me on the spot. Um, am I gonna go Flash or am I gonna go uh, Action Comics? Let me let me browse through Action because there's some really good stuff in there. Actually, no, I'm just gonna go Flash. It's it's the scene with Wally and it's it's going about his his history and you see all the different you know moments uh, from there. A two page spread with all the like the actual uh, flashbacks behind them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that I get you. I get you. Um. Hmm. Do you know what? Just for just for something different and fun, because it'd be easy to go to Doomsday Clock. It'd be easy to do an emotional moment from Flash, um, or or whatever. I think I'm actually gonna go with Justice League Dark and go with when the uh, the the Giger esque and the Thing esque mm-hmm. people start getting up, and it's like proper like horror, because that was like okay, right? Good. I'm into this book now. Like this is okay. This is if this is what you're going and what you're leading to. Yes, yes, all of it. So yes, mm-hmm. Connor. Uh, mine's also from Justice League Dark. It's the the page of uh, Wonder Woman and Chimp sat at the bar. I just think it's, it's a fantastic image. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with it. Uh, so best cover of the week. Oh my! Uh, it's actually tough because there's there's like three I, or four fantastic. I, 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 the the Flash variant mine. is particularly nice if you've forgotten that one. It's all right. It's all right. It's pretty lower on my list this this week, which tells you a lot about how many good covers there are. That Capullo Justice League Dark is pretty great. Yeah, you've got the Manipul action cover. You got the Mac action cover. Yep. You got the the R Gem Wonder Woman. Uh, Detective Variant's not bad either, actually. That might not. Yeah, that's all right actually. <laughs> all these choices. Yeah, I have mine. If, if you guys want to go. Oh, go, 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 Matt. What's yours? It, it's the it's the Mac action variant, like. As much as I want to go with Manipul, I don't think it's his best Superman work. Uh, the colors look a little off, but that Mac one just has everything going for it. Yeah, I actually have to probably just go with Wonder Woman, uh, the main cover. It's just it's 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 so good. Yeah, I'm going with Wonder Woman. Do you know what I love about it? I love that the reds have like a sort of almost velvety look to it. It's just the colors are so. Especially on the on the on the cape. Yeah. It it, feel, it feels like there's weight to the material, which yeah. often you don't get. So. 
Wonder Woman. All right, so uh, best best art of the week then. Miss Gary Frank. Yeah, Gary Frank. <laughs> no, not for me, gents. Oh God, so, what are you doing? He's going. I, he's going I, Gleason, isn't he? I am going Gleason. Mm-hmm. So, and my reasons are, are, are this: we're used to Gary Frank being amazing, right? Sure. But with with Gleason, it was a surprise that that was. The, I had to check to make sure it was Gleason. I had to go back to the to the credits page. Because it didn't look anything like his. So I have to give mine to action this week just because it was a nice surprise uh, and really solid. All right. Uh, so top five books of the week then. Uh, I'll pick in Connor first. And he can he can do this. Yeah, so we'll deliberate carefully. <laughs> no, um, I mean, Justice League Dark is, is my number one. Then Doomsday Clock. Then Flash. Where am I going after this? <laughs> See, this is where it gets tough. Um, I I think then I'll go silencer. I had a blast with that. And at number five, I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll give it to to terrific. I don't know. Five's a tough spot. All right. Uh, uh, funny. Matt, what you, what you got? Yeah, so my, my number one's Action Comics 1001. Two is Flash. Three is Doomsday Clock. Four is Justice League Dark. And five is Detective Comics. Yeah, um, I think I'm taking the same five as Matt, but I'm jumbling the order fairly significantly. Yeah. Um, I think I'll go with Doomsday Clock still at number one. It did not get dethroned for me this week. Uh, but uh, I'll put that at number one. I think Flash at number two. Just League... No, Action Comics at number three. Just League Dark at number four. And Detective at number five. Hmm. That's my... Yeah. There we go. Tough week because there's actually because sometimes it's tough because there's only five books. So it's like okay, well I can order the top three and it's like well, the last two are just kind of even. But this was like no no there's actually like ten books to pick from, uh so yeah. fun. Uh but there you go that is the show. Uh, I actually don't have up my list for next week. I'm going to let one of you two do that this week. Um, uh, go to Diamond. You want, Connor, or you want me to do it? I'm going to give you the honor. I should have told you beforehand. Uh but because you I'm on, I have I'm, in front of me. Yeah, I'm only on one monitor this week, so I don't really have room for it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm letting yeah. one of you take the reins. So we we got Adventures of Super Sons number one. We got uh Batman fifty two. We got Deathstroke thirty four, Green Arrow forty three, Green Lanterns fifty two, Justice League number five, Mr. Miracle number ten. Finally. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nightwing forty seven. And then what we're not covering is Harley Quinn 47. And I think that's... Uh, no, Harley Quinn 47, Curse of Brimstone 5. five. Oh, Carl will be covering three. that. He'll just be covering that a little but bit not, later. Yeah. Not next week. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and Unexpected 3, yeah. Just, just those yeah. three that we're not covering. It's a significantly lighter week all round. Yeah. Yep. Although, yeah. I feel like I still have a solid like six or seven books there. It's not... Uh... Oh, yeah, I think oh. we've got seven, seven or eight for the show in total. Yeah, uh, I'm very so excited for Return of Super Sons. So. I don't even realize that was next week. I'm going to be honest. That's that's kind of an ogre for me. It's, 
And, and it's a maxi. It's one of 12. That's cool. Um, yeah. Plus Deathstroke. This is, I think, a make or break for Deathstroke if I'm finally over it and just not read it anymore. I, I think uh, I'm really interested because uh, actually from the solicits, that issue, uh, the Deathstroke's getting put into Arkham. Yeah. And I can see Priest having a lot of fun with, with going into Slade's psyche. Uh, let me take that. I'll probably make it to the end. It's part five of six of Batman versus Deathstroke. So I'll probably make it to the end. Yeah. But if I'm over it, I actually I still haven't read the last video. issue because I, I didn't get a, I didn't have time to read it last you're time. Not, uh, yeah, I am. You're, you're not missing that much. It's it's nowhere near as good as it used to be. Mm. You know, like it's. I, I find it as much as I used to complain about it double shipping and moving so fast. I miss the double shipping because yeah. now it's. I, I think it's because um, the pace never changed after the double no. shipping stopped. So it's still exactly the same. Just you're getting it, you know, less yep. often. Uh, so again, it's one of those where it'll be fine long to- long term. You're reading yep. it in the trade, but monthly it feels slow. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. That that, that wraps up the show. That's episode one one four of Comics from the Multiverse, and we'll be back next time with those books, and we can have fun with that. Let us know what you thought of the books this week, and it would be us not to tell you about Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV if you want to support the show and everything we do here and keep us going, and and so on, and punish Connor and myself uh, by making us read books at the high tiers. You can do that, but of course, uh, you know, just for five dollars you get the bonus episode a month. Uh, the this month is coming up soon. We said that last week, but we got had a lot of delays. Me, me and Connor. Typically record something every day, and we've recorded nothing for the last two or three days, due to. Yes, yeah, okay. Yes, is getting a divorce. Like my parents did. stopped talking and they got a divorce. It's been a mix of different things. One of which is tech issues on my end. One of which, on his end, is irregular work hours with with heat yeah, and sleep a lot issues. Of uh, so I mean, poor Castle Rock review has been like so gimped. Like I feel so bad. That was meeting on Wednesday. Tim didn't just jump on and be like, "Guys, we're doing this." Well, no, that's <laughs> funny because I the first night we were gonna do it, uh, I I I didn't because uh, I was up. You know, I, I had to be up early the yeah. next day for work all of a sudden. And then the next night I was, you know, that that was when I, I hadn't got any sleep the night before. So I said to to Pete, like, "Hey, if I don't make it, feel free to ask Tim." But mm-hmm. then. Pete also slept really poorly, so it wasn't even. I was in a sleep thing. Thursday, Thursday, when I went to bed on Thursday night, my computer wasn't functioning because I hadn't like fixed it yet. So it just it wasn't like my computer. I couldn't have recorded anything that night. Um, So it's just a mix of things. Um, So uh, we should get back up to speed uh, over the next few days. But the, the monthly will happen. A monthly will happen. Yes, I actually I read most of it today actually, uh, which is. GLA the nail which by the way can I just say this, this is the sneak peek of that monthly episode one of the first things I'm going to say in that episode is that I had no idea what this book was about and I was shocked oh my God, really? almost immediately I had no idea this was an Elseworld about a world where Superman was never found by the Kents I had no idea that's what this was I, I was so confused that first page you, I was like what's what happening was? So wait, hold on so do you do you want to do you want to give away why it's called the nail or do you want to do that on the, the show for those that don't know I don't know if I've gotten to it yet why it's called the nail so okay, I won't say it I'm not, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> yeah it says leave it be I had I, I just assumed it was a big Justice League story I didn't know what it was <laughs> and there's there's a, a sequel called Another Nail I know so... but my book has that in it as well but we're just doing the first one we'll do the yep. sequel later probably yeah uh, but 
Once I finish with Flash, I'm gonna go read that one because I started it, but then I started my reread of John's. There's like there's like darkest shit things that happen to like you know a characters that usually wouldn't like be killed, but because it's an Elseworld, they start killing off people, and I'm like, what's oh, happening? Spe- speaking of dark as shit, I've only just noticed all the lights gone, and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, see, because of the aforementioned tech issues, I can't actually see myself in the usual place, so I haven't noticed until yes. like this second. Luckily, your face yeah. is pasty white, so you're still shining through quite well. You just... reflect. You're like a, <laughs> you're like a bounce board. You yeah. just reflect light. I do. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't Anyways, yeah. Uh, Green Arrow had quite a heck of a run from from eighties to the nineties as a supporting character in books, mm-hmm. and then that's all I'll say on that. So, poor poor Ollie. I mean, I've seen I've seen Oliver Queen in his current situation early on in the book. I don't know where it goes, <laughs> but. It's uh, not good though, right? I'll I'll, I'll I'll just say like I I was like you know two 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 pages in Lex Luthor's like Mira the like, Metropolis and Oliver's where Oliver is and I'm like holy shit what is this book I I was not expecting such an Elseworlds. <laughs> after after that you guys should add the DC the Golden Age uh, to that because there's some pretty messed up oh, stuff in that too. Oh dear. Um, um, well, next next month will be a vote month for patrons for the the monthly episode because it's a, a week five month, so they get they get a vote in those months. We'll, we'll we'll put in some lighter options, not not shorter, just you know tonally lighter. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it'll be like a bunch of volume like for, for volume ones that we've done. We'll put in a bunch of volume twos in the vote or something like that. See what one they want is. Continue. I don't know. Anyway, that's uh, that's the show. That's one one and four of Cots in the Multiverse. Uh, get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Um, like and subscribe and comment all that stuff all of that helps if you can't give us money on Patreon don't feel bad you can help us in other ways uh, but that's us so thank you very much once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep reading DC Comics guys and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force I get it nobody cares about Connor fan.